Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, April 10th, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right, how's everyone doing? How's it going? Hope you had a great weekend. Hope everyone had a great weekend. And here we are, the beginning of another fun-filled week. Fun-filled week. Now, it depends on how you, um, <clears throat> I guess, how, how you would describe what fun is, all right? What your definition of the word fun is. Uh, obviously, some of the stuff that happened over the weekend, some of the developing stories, as they say, developing stories, developing stories are not positive. In fact, there's a lot of negative stuff. But that's our job. Our job is to talk about everything, no matter if it puts us in a good mood, in a bad mood, a neutral mood, whatever it may be. But I hope you had a good weekend. hope you had a good weekend. hope it's getting warmer where you are. I hope you're starting to feel spring. Baseball has started, so everyone is in a kind of a spring mood. And uh, we are forging ahead. We're forging ahead. We're getting closer to the time when... Everyone is going to announce whether they're running for president or not. All the speculation, which I find incredibly annoying. I don't know about you, but I find all the speculation, this drawn out speculation as to who's running and who's not running is to be incredibly annoying. And soon that'll be done. Soon, Once we get into the summer, once we get into June, July, we'll know the field on both sides. We'll know if it's a full field on both sides, if it's only a full field on the Republican side. We'll know. We'll, we'll, we'll know sooner or later. But um, top of the, I guess, top of the news feed, uh, there were a couple of things. And I was thinking once again, I always think, what am I going to lead with? Right? What am I going to start with? What's the? Is there a big story? I don't know if there's a big story right now, but there are a bunch of pretty big stories, right? Nothing huge, right? Nothing huge. Um, World War Three hasn't begun yet. Right, that hasn't begun yet, um, but something that is bugging me, as a lot of things bug me. Of course, I'm in San Francisco, so you have to understand that I'm perpetually bugged. I'm perpetually angry. I'm always angry. I have lots of anger, lots of rage, and I try to get it out here because if I don't get it out here, you know, that's a problem. So, something that's on my mind is what's going on in Texas. What's going on in Texas with the army sergeant, Daniel Perry, who was convicted of, of a shoot of killing, of killing a black lives matter <clears throat> protester back in, you know, the, the summer of, of 2020 when all the black lives matter protests were breaking out all over the place. The, the peaceful, the peaceful protests where, you know, Stores were being burned down. People's homes were being burned down. There were blocks on fire. Cops were being shot at. The peaceful, the mostly peaceful protests, as CNN and MSNBC would let you believe. Um, evidently, Daniel Perry, and this is, uh, someone brought this up on Fox. No one seems to be talking about this part of, of, the, of the story, which is, why is a retired army sergeant driving for Uber. That's something we need to talk about maybe on a later show, that this guy should never have been in the position where he's, you know, driving for Uber 
having been a retired army sergeant. Who knows? Maybe he wanted to make some extra money. Remember, this was uh, the year of COVID. So who knows? Who knows what it was? But he was driving his car and there was a BLM protest. And I believe he had a, a handgun, right? And uh, there was a group of protesters. And you have to excuse me. My computer just crashed. When your computer crashes, this is annoying. My computer is crashing a lot lately. I think I need a new laptop. I think it's time. I think I've overloaded it. Maybe it's got a virus. Maybe it's got SARS-CoV-2. Maybe it's got SARS-CoV-3. I'm making a new virus that infects computers called SARS-CoV-3. Okay, here we go. Okay, but this is okay. So Daniel Perry was driving his Uber, and uh, a group of protesters were, like, uh, ascending on him. And one uh, particular protester, a guy named Garrett Foster, he uh, fired his um, – uh, he, 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 supposedly he raised his AK-47. So this, this Black Lives Matter protester had an AK-47, an assault weapon, right? And, he, uh, and, and uh, Daniel says that Garrett uh, raised it at him. And he shot him and killed him. Um, this was on July 25th in Austin, Texas. And Texas, as you know, has one of the strongest uh, stand your ground laws of, of self-defense that can't be nullified, that cannot be nullified by a jury or a progressive DA, Abbott said in a statement. The governor blamed the conviction on the county's George Soros-backed Democrat DA, Jose Garza, and promised to Reagan Rose DA. So what they're saying is this never should have been brought up to a grand jury, right? Abbott said he strongly supports a theory that Garza intentionally misled the grand jury throughout the trial. And now they're talking about pardoning him. And of course, the left is going insane that they're pardoning. He doesn't trust the jury system and he's usurping the jury system and that uh, the guy's white. He's doing it, even though, remember, everyone... Right away, if you watch CNN, MSNBC, the wacko lefty racist, they go to race right away. They find a way to go to race right away. The shooter's white. The guy he killed is white. All the protesters are white. There was no black person involved here at all. But they automatically find a way to go to race because Democrats are racists. They are inherently racist because they use it to get votes. They use black people to get votes, which is which is racist. It's like using a black person as a slave to go get your food, to, to get your cotton, whatever it may be, it's, it's, that's, that's racism. It's racist. And Democrats are racist because they use black people to get votes. Everything is race, which is why they make everything into race, because they, they hear the, the ching, the ching when it comes to votes and money and everything that comes with racism. So anyway, putting that aside, they're upset because this guy killed a, a Black Lives Matter protester. And... You can't kill Black Lives Matter protesters who try to kill you. You have to let them kill you. you for, for everyone else, you definitely have the right to self-defense. But when it's a Black Lives Matter protest, and we saw that with Kyle Rittenhouse, right? When it's a Black Lives Matter protester, you got to let them kill you. That's the law, I guess. That's the, that's the wacko, lefty, wacky, lefty law, okay? Here's the thing that's also hilarious. The, the Army veteran just had a simple handgun, right? Uh, Foster was wearing a neoprene vest under his T-shirt, which I think is some kind of a, uh, you know, bulletproof thing, and carrying an AK-47, a club, and a knife. And he raised his gun first, prompting Perry to shoot him. 
Now, here's the here's the here's the here's the thing about the left too the 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 double standard of the left. I thought they wanted to make assault weapons illegal. I thought they believed you are a horrible person if you have an AK-47. Don't they say, don't people like the hair gel king of California also say, no one, no citizen needs to be carrying an AK-47? What kind of a citizen would need an AK-47? Don't they talk about as though they're like the scum of the scum when they carry assault weapons? Yet, wait a minute, not when it's a Black Lives Matter protester you see. A Black Lives Matter protester is allowed to have an AK-47 bulletproof vest, a club, and a knife. Normally, you can't have it, okay? But if you're doing a Black Lives Matter protest, if you say, hey, I'm a Black Lives Matter protester, then the AK-47s are fine. How come the left isn't talking about the fact that this guy had an AK-47? And the, and the Army vet just had a regular handgun, which they think is fine, or they claim it's fine, Right? But they're going crazy with the AK-47s, right? They're going crazy. We have to ban them. Uh, only white supremacist scumbags could carry an AK-47. How come all of a sudden now there's no talk about why did this BLM protester have to have an AK-47? Why? Why do you have to have Wait a minute. If you're protesting peacefully, why do you need to carry an AK-47, a club, a knife, and have a bulletproof vest on? What that sounds like you're going to war to me, right? Aren't you going to war? Sounds like you're going to war. Isn't that what the left always says about AK-47s? Yo, oh, you only need them in war. Only in war. Only our soldiers need AK-47s. But no, this was a Black Lives Matter protester. So that gives you some kind of a protective coating or something. Well, all of a sudden, these, these, these laws, these rules that the left comes up with, don't matter anymore they don't matter anymore you see so he had an ak-47 and he raised it and the other guy shot him and killed him rightfully so rightfully so remember if this were a white supremacist in quotes whatever that means or a domestic terrorist in quotes uh they would love that the guy with the assault weapon was killed. They would say, oh, if you have an assault weapon in the streets of America, you deserve to be killed because you don't you don't need an AK-47 here. They tell us that over and over again. You don't need an AK-47. Why would you need to carry an AK? Why would you need to carry a killing machine? There's only one reason why an American citizen would carry a killing machine, and that is to carry out murder. This is what the left tells us all of the time. But no, no, no. Now that it's a Black Lives Matter protester in the summer of 2020, it's absolutely fine that this guy was carrying an AK-47. He needed that for self-defense, you see. All of a sudden, the left now believes, because it's a Black Lives Matter protester, it was okay he was carrying an AK-47 because he needed it for self-defense in the peaceful protests. These people are so vile. Their hypocrisy is so easy to see through. It's so easy to see through the hypocrisy of these people, the utter hypocrisy of these people. And what? where was this in Texas? Where was this trial in Texas? Was it in Dallas? Was it in San Antonio? Was it in Austin? It was Austin. It was liberal hell, Texas. Everyone in Texas knows Austin's liberal hell. The people in Austin have actually said they want to be like San Francisco. So we're talking liberal hell. So you had a, a liberal Soros-backed prosecutor who wanted to prosecute an army veteran for killing someone at a Black Lives Matter protest, right? 
And the liberals in Austin wanted to convict a white army sergeant who killed a black life. God forbid he, he killed a Black Lives Matter protest. Never mind the guy had an AK-47. Never mind. And if you read <laughs> the left-wing media's accounts of this, all of a sudden, they put the word legal in. He was legally carrying an AK-47. They never say that when it's anyone else. They never say it when it's a supposed right-winger, Republican, Trump supporter. They never point out that it was legal. They leave the word out. But now they're making a, a case of it. They're making sure, they're making a point to put that it was a legal AK-47. But the left doesn't believe those should be legal, and they believe no citizen should have one. And if you have one, you're out to do bad things. They've said this over and over and over again. And obviously, Mr. Foster was out to do bad things. And he pointed his AK-47 at an Uber driver. An Uber driver. So you have a guy driving an Uber, minding his own business, trying to make some money in the year of COVID, right? When a lot was shut down, trying to make some extra money. And you have a guy carrying an AK-47 with like a bulletproof vest, a club and a knife at a Black Lives Matter protest. What do you think happened, really? Who do, you, who do you think was out to do bad and who was out to just like mind his own business and make a living? Okay. So... Abbott, rightfully so, is trying to get him pardoned. But the problem is in Texas, you have to, it's not that easy. You know, Texas is one of those weird states where it's like the governor has not that much power. In fact, they say the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, has more power. It's very odd. But the governor can't just, like the president and some governors can just say, okay, you're pardoned. They have to get like a pardon board or something to advise it. So it's a process. It's actually much more of a labyrinthian. It's funny. The, the left will say, oh, Texas is right-wing, authoritarian. This is actually more of a democratic process than in many blue states where a governor can just say you're, you're pardoned. So it's got to go through a process before, um, before you know, uh, the pardon uh, can happen. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's – once again, the hypocrisy of the left is in – Everything that happens, whenever something happens, you can look at it and say, well, wait a minute, wait, a, but wait, but wait, but you just said this. I, I want I need to get this right. Do you believe in AK-47s or not? Do you believe in the right to carry an AK-47 or not? Do you think someone is out to do bad things when they carry one or not? Well, what is it? You can't say, oh, no, no, no. In this case, they're, ba they're bad people. In this case, they're good people. It doesn't work that way, sweetheart. It doesn't work that way, darling. OK, that's the way life works. That's the way real reality works. So I hope this guy is, is pardoned. I hope this guy is pardoned. People need to understand that you have the right to defend yourself. People can't be afraid to defend themselves. People can't think. People can't be in a position of thinking. And this is another thing the left doesn't seem to grasp because they live in this alternate reality movie world that people have like a lot of time, like this slow motion, like it's filmed over three days, like a movie scene where you get to decide should, should I shoot this person? No, no, no. It's a it's a split second life and death decision. It's either his life or yours, the other person's life or yours. Okay, and so the guy did the right thing and he killed the guy in self defense. Okay, why do you need to go to a peaceful protest with an AK forty seven, uh, 
bulletproof vest, a knife, and a club. What do you, I don't understand that. I don't understand. Yeah, you could say, look, the, 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 uh, the army veteran had a, had a handgun legally for, for protection. So you could maybe make the point that a lot's going on at these BLM stuff and the guy might be afraid. All right. So I have a handgun on me. Why do I need an AK-47, bulletproof vest, a club and a knife? Unless I'm looking to do a lot of harm and not get myself harmed while I'm doing all that harm, right? So once again, if the left were just consistent, it wouldn't bother me as much. But they're totally inconsistent, okay? And they're total hypocrites. And they're hypocrites with everything that happens. Everything that happens from the smallest thing to the largest thing, the left is full of total, utter hypocrisy. And this is just one other case. But we're seeing this, right? We're seeing these Soros-backed, left-wing, wacko DAs with a narrative and a chip on their shoulder who want to go after anyone they perceive, and they, anyone they perceive might like Donald Trump. Once again, I don't defend Donald Trump. In a way, he has created a lot of this Trump derangement syndrome on both sides of the aisle. But this is what it comes down to. So whether it's someone like the Army Sergeant Daniel Perry defending himself or the actual real Donald Trump, we see these left-wing prosecutors simply going after them making cases when there's no case, trying to make their life as hellish as possible. This is not the job of a DA. The job of a DA is to make sure we're safe. And what you're seeing with these liberal, wacky, Soros-backed DAs, whether it's in New York or Austin, Texas, is they, they, they are all in shithole cities where crime is going through the once great cities that they have ruined that the Democrats have absolutely destroyed, whether it's New York or whether it's Austin, Texas, or whether it's San Francisco or whether it's Chicago. These cities used to be, not too long ago, considered the best cities in the country, if not the world. San Francisco was the Paris of the United States, the Paris of the West. And now the Democrats have made them all into piss and shit holes, fentanyl, piss and shit Fentanyl-ridden holes. Fentanyl-ridden holes. That's what the Democrats have turned these once great cities into. They have they have turned the best cities into the worst cities. That is something else, man. That's some kind of alchemy, baby, to turn the best cities into the worst cities. So we're seeing this. These aren't DAs in in Republican cities. These are DAs in Democrat deep blue cities like Austin and New York who are going after good people who are going after law-abiding people instead of going after real criminals who are running their cities, who are running their cities into the fucking ground. And we're seeing it over and over and over and over again. So I hope Daniel Perry gets out of jail and the left jumps off a cliff. That's what I hope. I want the left to jump off a cliff. That's what I want. And... Unfortunately, though, we look at Tennessee. Once again, I'm not into Tennessee local legislator politics, okay? But look in Tennessee now, where they reinstated one of the two black guys. Once again, these are the Republicans bending the knee where the Democrats never would. Did the Democrats let any of those January 6th protesters they put behind bars out of jail? Did they pardon any of them? No, they didn't. So why are the Republicans... Party, uh, uh, pardoning this kid. 
this black kid, this wannabe Malcolm X, why are they pardoning him? And they're talking about pardoning the next one. Why are they bending the knee? This is something Ron DeSantis has spoke about, this idea that the Republicans are, the Democrats are playing hardball while the Republicans are playing softball or tennis ball or wiffle ball. And that's the problem. We can't have this anymore. We need to be hard line like the Democrats are. Once you start bending the knee, you give them satisfaction. Now all they'll say is, oh, oh, there was all this pressure on the horrible Republican Tennessee racist legislature to put the guy back. And they put him back out of the pressure because they know they're racist. And see what I mean? You can't do you do they think by doing this, Democrats are going to say, oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Of course not. They're going to say, we forced you to do this. We forced you to do this. Stop bending the knee. Stop bending the knee, Republicans. Okay? Start fighting fire with fire. And if people break the rules, hold them accountable. I don't care if they're Democrats. I don't care if they're black. I don't care who they are. If they're young, they're old, doesn't matter. If they break the rules then they have to suffer the consequences. But we're seeing these wimpy Republicans who simply bend the knee to the Democrats, giving them satisfaction. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. But it's getting very tiring, and it's only going to lead to more lost elections because people like strength. They want to see strength. The Democrats, Karthik, I'll get to you in a second. I see you're chomping at the bit. But we see Democrats who even when they're wrong, pretend that they're right, okay? (laughs) Even when they're wrong, they pretend they're right, they get very strident, and they they, they dig that feet into the stand, they stand there, they hold their ground, they stand their ground, and see, they, they can stand their ground, we're not allowed to stand our ground, but they stand their ground, okay? They stand their ground, they don't give an inch, even when they're totally wrong, They pretend they're right and they fight. What is with Republicans that even when they're right, they can't just say, we're right. Go take a fucking walk. We're right. Go pound dirt. Go pound sand. This is getting very scary here. And there has to be there has to be a shift. We need more courageous Republicans. We can't have these little pussy Republicans because we're not going to get anywhere. Hey, Karthik. What's going on? What's up? Well, I have some disagreements about what you just said, but it's not important right now. Karthik's been waiting all weekend to talk to me. No, no, this actually thing just happened, like, li- literally, like, two hours ago. What happened? What what big thing happened, Karthik? No, well, first I have a question. So, uh, what, what, what did you think of the quotes I sent you? You sent me quotes? Oh, I like that stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. He sent me, like, meditation quotes. Well, yeah, I, first I typed you the uh, James Bond quote, and, and, and then it was the, uh, you know, yeah, uh, meditation thing. Do you like you your it? martini shaken or stirred? I, I I don't drink. <laughs> You're not that boring. Are you a boring person? No, well, I'm actually a huge James Bond person. I've seen like all, all the films. Okay, um, and, and yeah. I actually have like uh, ma- ma- many of the title songs. You know, like Skyfall and stuff. Yeah. Um, on my phone, my favorite but... title is Octopussy. <laughs> uh. I that that movie is isn't like that bad, but the the, the I don't know the title makes no sense. Like, what's your I, favorite movie? 
Um, fuck me. Um, that's I don't remember that one. Fuck me. Fuck me. Was that uh, no? Daniel honestly, Craig? okay. I can't. Okay, there's. I can't pick out of the five recent ones. So that was Casino Royale, uh, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time. I I can't. I I love all the Daniel Craig ones equally, pretty much. What about what about overall? All of them. Well, no. I okay. But outside of that, um, well, well, you asked me for number one. Like, well, what do I like most? But I also like uh, License to Kill. Um, mm-hmm. from okay. uh, uh. Timothy Dalton, and then um, f- uh, and then, and then um, I forgot the one in 1997 with Pierce Brosnan. Oh God, um, I'm not a big Pierce Brosnan fan. I yeah, I don't. Like, and I feel like he started out good, but the lo- longer he went, he just became like a yeah. parody of Roger Moore. I felt He's like too like, effeminate for me. Yeah, like like uh, the the world or whatever. Effect. Only yeah. twice or whatever. 1999, and then okay, I didn't even think that die another day was that bad it just wasn't for me like obviously it's not great but um but then i, I also really liked the 1981 uh Ro- Ro- roger moore's uh for your eyes only oh that was a good one did yeah, you really see the that one, one with that one guy what's the guy's name george what was his name who played oh, Lazenby? One... yeah he played on Majesty's yeah, yeah service, I, I, I know a lot of people like that one but i don't get it, it just seems boring to me honestly i think most of the sean connery ones and that one are pretty boring like, i don't get it like he, Sean Connery just seems boring to me. I don't. I don't understand why people like him. Well, I don't know. I, I grew up with Roger Moore. Yeah, I, I like Roger okay. Moore. You yeah. know, he's, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. see, be- Roger Moore, Sean Connery. Let's face it, he's like really masculine, right? He's probably the he? most like masculine. I didn't even get that. I thought he was boring. Really? Well, okay, see, Roger what, Moore what, is not a masculine. Like, Roger Moore had a great combination of everything. Right? He wasn't no? too over the top masculine. He was also very, you know, intellectual. He was, I think, Roger Moore, and also his his line delivery was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd say number one is definitely Daniel Craig, and then two is uh, Timothy Dalton, and then three mm. is I'd say Roger Moore. Yeah, and then I unfortunately I put Pierce Brosnan number four just because like I like him, but he just seems like a parody of Roger Moore at times. Actually, right. like, towards the last two movies, it just seemed like yeah. it was really sort of like serious and like comedy at the same time. And what do you think about? James Bond being played by a trans. Uh, that's not happening. Relax. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't spread that around too much because they'll stop. My, they'll stop pushing. Okay. For if it. I trust me, there's zero. Who knows? Maybe in fifty years, hundred years, that'll happen. But not in the next five, <laughs> ten, twenty years. But anyway, okay. I, 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 I'm trying to do a line. Wait a minute. Where's Relax. you know? Where's Gator been? We're talking about James Bond. Oh, is he a big James Bond fan? Well, he's in, I, I don't know, he's in Great Britain, so I just assume. <laughs> oh, my, come on, Mike. Anyway, okay. <laughs> no, wait okay, a minute, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I, I, but, I, I got a topic you love, but yeah, just say what you want. Uh, I'm, I identify as Bond. <laughs> um, okay, Bond. dude, no, no, okay. That's, uh, let, let's not go there. No, that just sounds. No, okay, they, they want to do one called Julie Bond. <laughs> Julie Bond. So that's anyway, not happening. Just for, sorry, anyway, okay. go ahead, Karthik. So want? okay, so okay. Well, the topic tonight is transports. Okay, and there the you go. Okay, I say that right. is okay. So you're familiar with uh, Brianna Joy Gray, right? You've heard of her. Yes. Okay. So this, so she has like you know, Colin shows you know, like around whatever six or five p.m. Pacific. Um, and and then so usually the topic is on whatever like video she posts because she has her own YouTube channel too. Yes. So, the topic's usually on, on, on whatever, you know, YouTube video she posted. 
And so today it was about transports and like a uh, kind of like a debate she got into with a with a trans uh, journalist, you know? Yeah. And okay, so I was actually the first caller, and I was so nervous because you know how like some lefties like are very quick to call people transphobic and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like you know. I'm I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And then so I said the most like um, benign stuff, pretty much. Okay, oh, oh, and this story gets really crazy. I, I'm actually like less agitated than I was two hours ago. Okay. I talked to my friends about it, but you know, I'll try to be as energized for you as possible. But anyway, so I started talking about it, you know. And I just said, look, you know, I respect trans people, you know, and I think, you know, they should be called whatever pronouns or whatever, you know, they should be respected and I don't think they should be discriminated against. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, you know, discriminated against, you know, in housing or jobs or, you know, healthcare shit like that. But um, in terms of sports, there's just specifically for trans women, because that's kind of what the discussion was about, you know? Yeah. Um, There's just too much of a difference, you know, because men on average are stronger and faster and you know besides and it's not just about testosterone it's also you know the bigger lung capacity and heart size you know and reaction times and also me so I, i'm a huge tennis fan like I, I i'm addicted to tennis you know i fell in love with tennis uh, uh er, 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 earlier than i fell in love with a woman i just said all these you know and i was trying to be as polite and and logical as you know possible you know and um and I said, you know, I'm sure in some sports, it doesn't matter. I, I think in gymnastics, you know, I think mm-hmm. women are better than men. Mm-hmm. And I, I think figure skating too. So, yeah, but I'm, I mentioned like most sports, you know, like combat sports and basketball and soccer and uh, tennis, you know. And and I even cited how Serena Williams has admitted multiple times that she wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, be, beat uh, like uh, a, 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 any of the men. Because you know, obviously men's tennis and women's tennis are different. Mm-hmm. And so after I said, obviously, the chat did not like it, you know, they thought I was being transphobic or whatever, yeah, you know, right. and, and also, you know, you know, how certain terms like biological man, biological woman are considered like super offensive. No, I don't. But go ahead. Okay, you, know what, you, know, you know why I don't understand that? Because I'm not insane. But go ahead. Anyway, keep going. Well, OK, me personally, I, I don't think they're offensive, but I'm saying like some like hardcore, um, you know, activists, too, let's say. Right. Um, you know, but then and then mm-hmm. after that, OK, so and then after there's a bunch of callers. And they all have no problem with this. No, I'm not kidding. They they don't think that there should be uh, a gender. Um, sorry, let me rephrase this. They think sports should be gender neutral. So that they don't believe in women's rights. Then, what are the well, women's rights? Okay, let, let me say this yeah. because because they care about trans people so much, and they say you know uh, trans women are women. You know, and oh, so, so trans. I know. I know you're on the same. I know well, I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm saying I'm trying to get into the mind, which is very difficult. Because their mind is no, made it, of mush. But wait a minute. It was I don't understand why... you have no idea. I, and I'm just at the tip of it. There's much more. No, I understand. But I don't understand why the a, a group that makes up zero. Wait a minute. A self-appointed uh, group, basically, that makes up 0.5% of the population should overtake the rights of 50% or we, women. We can say one, even one, 50% of the population. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. It'd still be very small. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just ridiculous. And no, some of the people there, they said ridiculous. Okay, no, so so this one guy, so uh, he he's on call a lot, so you might have seen him, but I'm not going to say his name just for privacy. He really thinks so. I don't know how much you know about tennis, but you know, I, I'm I'm sure people have heard of Sweden Williams by now. Um, of course. So he really thinks that if so, let's say cause, um, that that Serena Williams could beat Novak Djokovic or Roger Federer. Serena not- Williams can beat. 
Djokovic or Federer. Yeah, who's well, currently yeah, because they're crazy. Currently the yeah, number one, not. number one. No, there's I, no chance. No, I'm not kidding. And so it gets even so. So uh, and to be fair, this is specifically if they transition, if they started taking estrogen or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, there is zero chance that e- even if Djokovic suddenly, you know, came out, you know, transition and started, you know, looking like a woman, and you know, you know, and then played in 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 the women's league, which is called the uh, so so the men's league is ATP. That's the name of the tennis men's league. Yeah. And for women, it's called the WTA, Women's Head Association. Yeah. So no, there were, so even if he started taking estrogen, you know, and I'm sure he would get you know weaker, slower, whatever. There's still no chance that he would lose to any uh, any of the top women. No. Well, how about wait a minute? So they believe that women should box men, like Mike Tyson should box uh, a woman. Well, they made it very vague, you know, because obviously when you say it, like should Mike Tyson box a woman. Obviously, that sounds horrible, and they can't say it because so they have. Why? To this is what they're um, saying: gender neutral. It doesn't matter. Oh, so Mike I, Tyson, wait a minute. Mike Tyson should be able to knock out women in the ring. Why not? No, I Mike. I know because so well, they can't because obviously you know when when you're trying to prove your ideology, you know, so you have to make things sound as favorable to you as possible. So well, yeah, but these people, there's no consistency or common sense. In yeah, what they're saying. I, I, I know right. that that's because trans women competing against women in sports, whether it's uh, basketball Look, or tennis, is insane. But Karthik, there might be an isolated case where a woman can beat a man in something, yeah, but it's not. But consistently, it's not going to happen. They will be dominated, which is not fair. Yeah, no, and some okay. So, so I can tell the people, and obviously, it wasn't just me. It was, it was obviously like multiple callers. You know, it wasn't just one person, of course. But I can tell these people had no idea what. Like, okay, they thought like Serena Williams played like football or basketball or something, and, and that uh, LeBron played football or whatever. It was insane. Um, oh, LeBron well, James, I'm these sure. people are morons. See, this is a, this is your problem here, and you're a nice guy. You try to be nice to these people. You think? Do you think they're going to appreciate that? They think you being fair and nice and and uh, and you know uh, like a marshmallow. You think they're going to? You think they care about that? Do well, they, Mike, do they you care know, about that? I always follow the golden rule. You know, I I like yeah. to treat people the way I'd want to be treated. I always and I always treat people with kindness no. and respect. First. Well. That might be that. Maybe a, maybe if I meditate a little bit more, I'll get there. But no, I don't believe that. I believe people deserve to be treated as they deserve to be treated. And these people treat everyone else like shit. They cancel you. They call you a terrorist. They treat people like shit who don't agree with them. They no, don't okay. just say. It's actually you pretty similar to what happened today. With no, me. no, no. But they don't just say you disagree with me. Okay, I'll see you for lunch tomorrow. They say you disagree with me. You're a bad person. You're a terrorist. You're a trumper. You're a white supremacist. You're this, that, or the other thing. So why treat these people with any respect whatsoever? First of all, first of all, I believe that trans people have a mental illness. It's been in the DSM, the Psychological Guide for Mental Illnesses, for decades now. Yeah, it's I called believe, uh, gender dysphoria. Yeah, the only reason they would take it out is for political pressure. But psychologists, over on a whole, agree would agree to a man behind the scenes that it's a mental disorder. Okay, and it has been. So I believe it's a mental disorder, and we need to treat it as a mental disorder. We need to get these people better. Is what we need to do. But so I also no, think that being trans is really obviously. I do think there are trans women exist, trans men exist. But I think both things can because obviously, like like uh, depression is considered a mental illness, and that's also real. Yeah, but we don't we don't say we don't have like okay, you're 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 depressed. Let's 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 have a depressed community and let's pretend it's okay. Let's 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 march. Let's march for depressed the rights of the depressed and not treat it as something that I, I want to go tra- soon. Uh, so can I continue my story. Go ahead. 
My God, where, where where do you have to go? Where do you have to go? I just, you know, I don't want to stay. I know I, I gotta do stuff, man. You know, I I, I don't <laughs> stay on call in too long, you know, because 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 the app's addicting, you know. So I think you've been on all day. You were on with G at Brianna Gray. Joy, okay, um, Joy okay, Gray. I have to admit, I was on call today much more than I would like to because I got into so many debates. You know, it's just and yeah, because uh, you got heated. You got yeah, heated. I yeah, that that is correct. But well, that's why I can't stay on too long with you tonight, unfortunately. Anyway, so what happened was you're, you know, so, you're spent. Go ahead, go ahead. No, okay. So, 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 so they still thought that by just taking testosterone or just taking estrogen, you know, mm-hmm. would negate all the effects of puberty, which is insane. Because even if it did, this will obviously, you know, uh, lung capacity and heart has in reaction times. And in tennis, all those things like lung capacity and reaction times are super important, you know, because oftentimes you have to return like 120 or 110 mile per hour serves, and mm-hmm. a point one second difference is extremely helpful at times so obviously you know even if it just wasn't about testosterone or puberty like being a man does give you certain advantages that right. uh, women don't have in sports yes. it's called science it's called reality yes. yeah no what i don't get is like about 10 20 years ago um i'm sure these same people including me were criticizing republicans you know for denying climate change you know specifically they said the science on climate change but now these people are denying the science on really basic biology mm-hmm. yes they are but here's the thing, and I, I guess I get it in a way. Uh, we live I in do. the real world. We live in the real world, right? But let's put it this way. These people don't live in the real world. So when you tell people, once again, a lot of these people who are like uh, defending trans rights aren't even trans. They're just left-wing virtue signalers, as usual. Just okay, like well, to be fair, right. um, some of the people that called in today were actually trans. So they say. Well, so let's be say. honest. No, so I, they I, say. I, I, I no, really so believe they, they are say. trans. Karthik. It's a very small percentage of our society. And all of a sudden, all these trans people are coming out of the closet. They're, oh, everyone's trans. I'm trans. First of all, a lot of people think they're trans. They're like trans wannabes because it's a thing to be now, right? It's a thing to be right today, right now. It might change a year from now or five years from now, hopefully. But right now is the thing to be. So people want to say, oh, you know what? I've always thought about it. I'm trans now. I identify now, okay? There are very few actual, real, bona fide trans men and women out there. Very, very few. Anyway, put that aside. The fact of the matter is these people don't want to be told the truth. They don't want to be told, you know, you, you might need to get a little bit of help. You might you might want to see a psychiatrist, a psychologist about that. They don't want to hear that. People don't want to be told they're crazy. Even crazy people don't want to be told they're crazy. They don't believe it. You know, so they say if you're if you believe if you're crazy and you believe you're crazy and you know what you're halfway to being cured, but many people aren't even halfway to being cured. So uh, this is the thing, Karthik. I think those of us who live in the real world need to make sure we stay here and we can't really give them an inch because we see what's happened. This is why we're in the situation we're in to begin with with these people, because we've given them too much over the last 20 years. We've given them too much special rights, not equal rights, special rights. We've treated them special no, what I really hated years. was that uh, if you disagree with them in the comments or whatever, they'd start calling you. First of all, you know they'd call you a bathhead actor, which is like the quickest thing to say. But that's what I just that, said. I know they 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 were saying you're a Nazi or a fascist, right? Because they can't argue the facts, man. Yeah, and 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 they kept saying like you know we shouldn't even talk about this. We shouldn't even talk about this. No, but the reason that what they don't understand is okay. It's it's Brianna's show, and every week she picks a new topic based on her video she made. And this weekend happened to be trans, you know, sports. That's why we're fucking talking about it more. And and, the, and these people are like, oh, why are we talking about it? Well, if you don't want to talk about it, you should just, you should just leave and do something else. 
Look at what no, just happened no, to Riley no, Gaines. Nobody's forcing them to stay. Yeah, it was uh, uh, sad. Uh, I think she was, like, attacked or something. Yes, here in San Francisco, of course, the center of whack jobness. Yeah, yes, she was attacked. She was attacked. Yeah, and also, honestly, Mike, okay, obviously, you, you know I me, mean? I'm very strongly left-wing, but I'm yeah. really getting sick of all these uh, purity tests, you know, where you have to be, like, super, super tolerant and super, super uh, accepting of everything. I'm going to write a book. I was thinking about that exact thing today. I think I'm going to write a book. No, and, and it's like, okay, if you don't tolerate every little, like, any yes. bit of a single yes. thing, then yes. you're a uh, automatic uh, Nazi, fascist, right-wing yes. hater. You're learning, my little car thick. Let me tell you the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to write a book about this. These people are losing people like myself and like you and like Daniel, who used to be on their side about everything. We used to be on, the, they're losing a lot of people who used to be on their side about everything because they've gone so. And just to be up. clear, like, I, I am very supportive of trans people. I'm very supportive of trans rights and stuff like that. But I just feel like if you call people like me fashion, not, you know, it, it, it drives people away super that's, quick. But to say what you just said, I disagree with. I'm so supportive of trans rights. I'm supportive of human rights. Everyone deserves the same rights. But to say I'm supportive of, blank blank rights is like making them special it's like saying i i i support special rights for these groups i do not support special rights for any group i think all groups should have equal rights under the law under the law but the problem is karthik lately these people want special rights they want to be treated special they don't want to just exist because existing isn't exciting enough for them and this is a new thing karthik what is this why is there always a new special group why why do they keep on coming up with new special groups that deserve special treatments it used to be gay rights then it was gay and bi rights now it's trans rights trans rights are you and they come up with these chants all the time for a different group now it's yeah, trans like, rights uh, are human rights trans rights no what's, well, the, what's, next, insane, what's, the, what's the next yeah. fake group they're going to invent that deserves special i rights? don't know man no what was insane was that they kept saying that trans women are women and that's not true trans women are trans women and uh well, women are women but also these people can't even define women because that's considered highly transphobic if you try to define what a woman is these are not real women. They don't know what it's like to be a woman. In fact, many of them, like that schmuck on the Bud Light can, mock women. They mock women. Real women who aren't afraid to speak up say, that's not me. I see them on Fox. You won't see them on CNN. But they have women on Fox who say, that's not what a woman is. I'm not about pearls and acting effeminate and putting on makeup and looking like a mannequin and acting like a fucking six-year-old when I'm 26 doing this fucking dance that this asshole's doing. What is, what is this? This is mocking women. Why is it okay to mock women now? Why? Yeah. I know it's, a, it's a rhetorical question, I understand. But that's something they need to be asked. Why is it okay to pretend to play act women, to play act femininity, to play act womanhood? Why is it okay to mock women? Why is it okay to go into women's sports and beat the shit out of them? Why is that okay, Mr. Open-Minded Lefty? Why is yeah. it okay? Well, the answer is it's not okay, but they can't talk about that, Karthik. They can't talk about the facts, so they call you names. No, what was also sad you can't is give that them anything. I know some great women on here who are your very close friends of mine on here, 
And they were being called TERFs because they uh, didn't think that trans women should compete against in women's sports. It was ridiculous. Women need to fight back. Women can't give them anything. They can't give them an inch. Women, not just men, not just me, not just men, women, real women, biological women need to fight back. And if biological women fight back, these people will be crushed. That's when this ends, when biological women fight back. No, honestly, this type of idea... Like Gaines, like Riley like Gaines. A, just seemed like a cult, you know, because because obviously Serena Williams is great. You know, I, I love her. You know, I'm a big fan of her. But how can you really believe that she would beat 99... No, no, this, this is an exact quote. That this person said Serena Williams would beat 99.99% of the male players. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Nobody can actually believe that. But they're idiots. That Doesn't that show you're an idiot? But you're nice. You don't say that. Do you say it's idiotic? Idiotic. No. I just say it's well. No, I said it's uh, moronic, and it's like moronic. Okay, it's a good word. Moronic, idiotic, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. We've separated men and women's sports for a reason, and it's not because in their warped minds, these these liberal activist minds believe that we do because men are better than women. They're two separate groups for a reason. So women have the right to win. So women have the right to not be dominated by uh, a gender that is physically stronger than them. That's why, see, this, this is the real world, Karthik. This is the world of reality. Men are stronger than women. These people will never admit to that. That's the problem. But that's reality. And that's why we've always had men's sports and women's sports. Yeah, and it's to protect women so they don't, so they have opportunities. Because before Timeline and before Billie Jean King in the 1970s, there were very few opportunities for women to compete. Especially well, so professionally. There do, were the same, do the same people believe that the best women boxers... Not any woman boxer. The best, the champions. Well, beat we Mike we talk about boxing. We mainly talk about tennis. Well, it doesn't matter. Boxing. I'm talking about sports. So what? They think tennis is special? So in tennis, a woman can defeat a man. But no, no, in boxing, no, no, we demand separate sports. No, Mike, trust me. In tennis, there's a, a zero chance that a woman would defeat a man. No, but these people believe chance. that. No, but these people need to be. Uh, no, I want you to be. You should, if I was talking to them, which I never would, unless they called my show, is why do you believe in, in tennis, well, no, a woman I'll can be the man. You what they would say. You want to know what they'd say? What? Uh, they would say trans women are women and you're being a fascist Nazi. No, no, I want, then I want women to fight. No, okay, okay, Mike, actually, no, there's kind of an answer. Okay, so I'll tell you what, what they told me when I, when I asked them. Okay, so you really believe that Serena Williams could beat Novak Djokovic, you know, or, yeah. or do you really believe that Brittany Griner would beat LeBron? And they said, "Well, you know, it's possible. You know, lots of things are possible in life. You know, and and and, and if and if LeBron or Djokovic, you know, started taking a uh, hormone therapy, it's possible. You know, and if Serena Williams trained really, really hard, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. So, to be fair, it's possible. I could be never tomorrow. Yeah, never. they 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 never actually say yes or no. They just said, well, you know, it's tough right. to know. You know, lots of things are yeah. uh, open. It's also possible that if you put a woman boxer in the ring with Mike Tyson, she'll end up in a coma." Is that okay to them? No, right? you know, thankfully, we didn't talk about combat sports. So we just brought up like tennis and basketball. Sports are sports, baby. Sports are sports. So who's to say, okay, this sport, yes, this sport, no. Is there a, is there a panel that's going to say this sport's okay, but this sport's it's a little dangerous if women mingle with men? Come on. Karthik, these people are idiots. No, you and I really like cult, uh, like cultish ideology because cause, cause, what, what, what do cults do? They tried to like shun or demean or you know. Yeah, but Maria uh, Maria, brings up, Maria brings up Billie Jean King, but that was kind of a comical thing. That was kind of a comic. And and by the way, unless I'm wrong, I saw the movie which was very good. Billie Jean King movie with what's his name Riggs. Wasn't he like 
a lot older than her at that point. Oh, okay. Well, actually, no. Okay, I'll talk about that match. Okay, so yeah, that match was okay. So what people don't know about that match is that so uh, Billie Jean King was like twenty eight when that happened, right? And, yeah. and uh, Bobby Riggs is almost sixty, yeah. and obviously he was retired. Exactly. So that's what people don't mention. But Maria, exactly. actually, I'm happy you bring up Billie Jean King, yeah, because Billie Jean King is actually a fantastic, not just women's sense activist. She's a fantastic activist for women's. Uh, all sports, and she's made sure that women have had many opportunities, especially in sports. Point. So um, I Very love Billie Jean King for that, you know? But that was and also I, done because Riggs was kind of like a male chauvinist kind of guy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He yeah. was like, men are better than women, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was constantly putting it in their faces. And it was a comical thing. But it's true. It, he was like old enough to be her father when they had that match. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, sure. If Serena Williams were 25 and Djokovic was 70, <laughs> I bet you she could win. <laughs> Oh, have you heard of the time where uh, Serena Williams played a man? No. What? Okay, so this was back in 2002. I think Serena Williams like ranked like two or three, so she was ranked very high, obviously. Uh-huh. And so she made a bet that um, – I don't know if it was a bet, but she just made a you know, She just declared, let's say, yeah. that she could beat uh, any man outside of the top 200. Mm. Um and and so and so, so she played this guy and he was ranked two hundred and one, you know, two hundred and first, and he was from uh, Holland. His name was uh, 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 Karsten Brock, right? And so he crushed her. It was like six one, six one, or whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. but what people also don't know is that earlier during the day they played at night. I guess earlier during the day he was drinking and smoking. Oh really? Yeah. Well, Serena Williams. Also, I'm not I'm not a tennis expert, but for, as far as women go, she's not built like most women. She's pretty big, right? Yeah, no, she's definitely stronger. But even she yeah. admitted that, that that she'd get crushed by uh by yeah. But most better. most women in tennis are, are like half her size, right? They're not built like um, she is. I wouldn't say that they're half her size, but let's say maybe like twenty. But no, actually, you know, let's say recently there are actually a lot of like very strong players like her. Um, but also in the comments, the, the chat, um. They, they were saying like they they were pushing like a uh, uh, racist stereotype about how Serena Williams could beat every every guy, you know, uh-huh. because you know they were pushing that it was black stereotypes about how they're stronger and faster, you know, kind of like how other animals. Why? And, why do these people need to believe that women can beat men? Why is that? Why do they have to have women beating men? Is that is there are they are they insecure? I mean, I don't I don't understand. Why the need? I just want to uh, answer just tell Mary what's up. I'm happy you brought that up. Okay, so I'm sharing Mike because I, I got into very heated debates about some people, um, you know, today from Bree's show about whether or not uh, trans women should compete. Um, and, and that's what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk about it later, we can for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just don't want you to get any wrong ideas, okay, of what I'm trying to say. But no, it was just ridiculous. They were, and no, I just think it's so sad. Because mm. thankfully it hasn't happened yet, but I think if trans women were allowed to compete in women's tennis, it would not be good. It, it wouldn't end well. No, no, the whole thing, the whole thing, this whole thing is not going to end well unless we finally the people who live in the real world, which are far, we 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 outnumber the people who live in this fantasy universe by about a million to one. Until we start taking a stand and and stop letting this small minority this tyrannical minority the tyranny of this tyrannical minority dominate this is never going to end but at some point we who live in the world world need to say we're sane you're insane okay our worldview is insane is sane reality yours is insane 
not reality. So no, but also what makes reality. you wonder what's even more insane. So, 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 so the way we, so even before a brief show at six, like one of the people I got into arguments with, I, I'm not going to say his name, you know, just for privacy. He had a show at four. So Brisha was at 6 p.m. Pacific and he had a show at four and he was talking about transports, but he kept saying, Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It's not important. I don't know. Why. But he, he wasn't, he just kept going. So he just made no sense. Like, why do you keep saying you don't want to talk about it? But you have a whole room about transports. It made no sense. Mm. Well, it was lunacy. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he brought it up for like, I didn't like he started it. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of left nut jobs, nut jobs have taken no, over. And, and, also, and, like, so, and so some of them like don't even feel the need for any like, hormone testing. You know, they just think, well, it should be up to self uh, ID. You know, like, if you say it's woman. Yeah. Is, is this why fine. you want me to do my show earlier? So I have to argue with these nut jobs all day. Oh, no, no. Honestly, uh, the answer is 100% no, to be fair. Uh, but well, no, I, I don't mean I have enough honestly, today, I, I, I kind of wish you were there because it was just so crazy. You know, it was just so crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't look, listen, I never, unless I know the person doing a show, like, like in radio, most of my friends are in radio. I never call in a show unless I know the person doing the show because the person who does the show has the control. So why would I not want to be in control? I, Karthik, I like being in control. I do. I love being. Yeah, this this better not be some uh, BDSM shit, okay? <laughs> but anyway, okay. So I'll tell you one other thing they said. So I'm not going to say the name after privacy, of course. But one of them, these people said that they think that there is a greater difference among men. You know, so let's say me and you, or whatever, compared to men and women. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, they really think that that men and women are similar than men and men, which makes no sense. Yeah. No, nothing they say makes sense. Nothing is. Once again, these people need to get a fucking life. What What do these people do when that when not inventing new groups to have pride parades for? What do they do? They have a life. These people, or is their life always going to always always being uh, anarchic and always having to uh, always having to um, defend their their uh, their their human rights? I mean, they're always coming up with these new groups. It's like it's like when they have one group, like let's say blacks or let's say gays or lesbians, and they get their rights and they get the civil rights and they get to marry and they get all their rights and they get everything they've asked for. They need to come up with another group to fight for. Uh, they need to invent. They need to fabricate another group to fight for. Are these people ever not fighting? Are they ever just satisfied know, with like life? I said earlier, so, uh, so some of them were racist because they're pushing like – Racist church as a black woman, and so, so, just, so, so, so even they're not perfect. They, they also have deep, deep flaws, even though they act like you know they're they're here for you know they're the activists for every person on earth possible. Yeah, I know. Well, no, it's just ridiculous. Oh, and also, okay, so I talked to one of these people, and they said their main ideology, you know, behind why trans women are women and why they should be able to compete in all sports, you know, gender neutral sports, is that he said. He's not okay. I I'm, I I want to say it like as quoted as possible because it made really no sense when you think about it. But he said he's not willing to give up like one single person uh, to the fascists or the Nazis or whatever. Mm. Because because he doesn't because he says okay if you give an inch to the fascists and Nazis then they're going to take over everything. I don't know. It made no sense. But these people they, they they just come up with things. They just they they pick them out of their ass. They think it sounds good. They think it sounds good. They think it once again, they seem to think they have this. I, I know people on the left and they have once again, they live in this alternate universe where like the Proud Boys are 80 percent of society or these these extreme right wing groups dominate. Once again, 
these extreme groups on both sides, whether it's Proud well, Boys or trans, most people are working fifty minimum wage jobs at, at making under forty thousand. That's what most people are. They're yeah. not on fucking social media like we are right now. Most people. Oh, well, I was going to say. No, nah, I think I think you kind of represent a lot of people. You know, you're a young guy who's pretty left. That's that's the general teens and twenties are generally left wingers. Yeah, I'm twenty seven. But you're learning, Karthik. I think I think maybe in ten years you'll be where Daniel and I am now, and you'll say, you know what? I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of fighting them. No, I'm tired of clear, uh, this doesn't uh, affect uh, my uh, ideology and economics. And obviously, you know, I, I think we, everybody should have health care. You should not be going bankrupt or you know all the, the banks are corrupt. But no, this is no. And it was also horrible well, because 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 that, that one person I mentioned, you know, uh, kept saying, oh. Uh, People that, that, that talk about this topic don't really care about women's sports, which is total bullshit because cause, cause I love tennis, like I said, and, and, and I watch men's and women's tennis all the time. This year, I've actually seen more women's tennis than men's tennis. Mm-hmm. It's total bullshit to say that, hey, uh, the people that bring this topic up don't care about uh, women's tennis. Yeah. Uh, uh, women in tennis, by the way, women's tennis hasn't done well. These women don't do well for themselves. Did I make a lot of money? No, no, no. Okay, no, no. Also, so what's, what's funny is women's it's tennis is actually, in terms of equality financially, women's tennis is actually the most uh, financially equal compared yeah. to any other sports. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Karthik, since you uh, – are they have they outlawed when the women go like, oh, when they serve? Didn't they outlaw that for a while? Uh, I think that was literally for just one match, actually. Oh, that was it? I, I think how it was literally women, for one match. How come women, when they serve, sound like they're having an orgasm? Is there a reason for that? Uh, I don't know. Let's not go into that, man. <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's weird. I don't well, it's true, to, though. I don't, I don't understand why they Let's not go into that. Okay, no, okay, I'll tell you the real reason why. Okay, so then, have you heard of uh, Monica Seles? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> okay, so so Monica Seles was the – and she was super famous. You know, She was very successful, you know, world number one, won many Grand Slams, many big titles. And she was the first – women in the 90s, early 90s, you know, to do that. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, there have been so many people inspired by her. You know, Serena Williams actually said she was inspired by Monica Seles. And obviously many people have been inspired by Serena Williams, of course. And and Sharapova, pretty much like, pretty much like, like every big woman star in the last 20, 30 years, have, have been inspired by uh, Monica Seles, like directly or indirectly. Let me tell you, I, I kid, but I, if I were serving, I would go, Ugh. I would have to. Ugh. I would have to get everything into it. It's tough. It's not, tennis is a very difficult sport. It really yeah. is. It's not easy. Mike, it looks uh, easy, what, but it's what's, not. Well, what's your favorite sport? Hockey and baseball. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, yeah, let's – yeah, well, I, I'm honestly happy that tennis is um, as equal as it is because I do believe that, that women should have opportunities to compete, you know? Yeah. Like, is, is there any professional uh, w- w- women's hockey? Of course. Okay, is there... it's professional women's hockey and it's gaining momentum? It's very popular. Well, yeah, oh, like yeah. I said no, and I think it's actually good. Um, right, that see, that's, it's financially that's... equal. Karthik, yes, that's the thing. To have men and women's sport, to have a men's division and a women's division is not unfair. To have a sport, yeah, I'm saying that's how it should right, be. Right, to have a sport. Let's say I invented a sport and I said only women can play this sport. Only men are allowed to. That is the problem. But you don't have that anymore. Women's basketball, WNBA, huge, big money, big money. Uh, women's hockey, inc- in gaining incredible momentum where m- male hockey players love it. They love watching it. They think it's so incredibly competitive. Now, 
do you think a woman could play against a man in hockey? It's insane. Uh, I hope not, because I, I, I'd be scared she would be injured. Of course. Injured. Killed. Killed. So well, it's, you know, it's, hopefully uh, not killed. Let's just say injured, you know. Look, let, no, let, no, let, no. this is the real body. world. A man body checks a woman into a board. He can kill her. These these guys are incredibly fit. So it's it's Oh no, I actually did hear a story, I think, in Canada or somewhere that recently there was a, a trans uh, hockey player actually. Well yeah, there are black hockey players now. There's all different kinds of hockey players. You know, once again, there's nothing wrong with separating men's and women's division as long as both sexes genders are allowed to play that sport professionally. There should be no issue. No issue. Carthic. It was ridiculous because because they also said, okay, if you want to talk about this issue, you have to talk about it in a very specific way, you know, and you have to be an ally. And, and no, it was dumb because because they said in, in order to talk about, you know, this issue, you have to like pass, before you can talk about it, you have to pass like a hundred or a thousand different tests. It was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it, the, the, these things are insane. These, Karthik, is there anything? We have a lineup of callers. You have nah, I got stuff to say, but, you know, I want to let Daniel go. Sorry for taking Okay, Karthik, thanks for the call. Always, always fun to talk to you. Always. Hey, Daniel, what's going on tonight? Hey. Um, Karthik, Karthik, in his usual fashion, hits and runs. Hits and runs. Hits and runs? <laughs> hits and runs. You chased them <laughs> off. Yeah, we chased them off. <laughs> oh, Daniel, I know you have something to say about this, don't you? Hey, you came up with a great thing. You you tweeted me earlier, and you said, "What was that thing you said? Go woke, go broke. That ain't no joke." Yeah, I, 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 I like to make stupid rhymes a lot. No, but, but, but this is but great. It was yeah, really the, appropriate. The left, the left loves this shit. Did this shit right? I'm queer. I'm queer. We're here. Get used to it. So let's do it, man. Let's have a normal. I want to start a normal person's pride parade. Can we do that? A normal person's. Pride parade? Would that go over in San Francisco? I'm not too sure. We might need some armed guards with AK-47s. But anyway, I love to do that, and we can. You and I can lead the chant: "Go woke, go broke." That ain't oh, no are, joke. Are, are we go supposed woke, to yell? Go broke. That ain't no joke. Let's do it. Yeah, but we're supposed to yell "fuck you" and point our fingers at people too. <laughs> yeah, we need to practice first, Daniel. Yeah, we yeah. Need to- <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll all meet in the Panhandle and we'll, we'll in, in the park and we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll practice that up right next to that other group. Yeah, um, you know, here's one thing I want to say about the trans issue. It's it's a bullshit issue. Um, the, the only reason that we should be talking about it at all is potential for for radically altering the the lives of impressionable um, uh, children who are um, very susceptible to social contagion. I mean, all people are susceptible to, to social contagion. I mean, contagion. Yeah. We've had uh, many, many, many fads of uh, that were social contagion based with even without the internet. Um, in, in in the past, I mean, God, every few years there's a new uh, a dietary social contagion. That's true. Fifty percent of people or more will be claiming that they've got sensitivity to monosodium glutamate, and you, but you, you do run actual <laughs> tests, and you find I remember out that, that one. I remember yeah. that one. 
Yeah, it's, and fifty percent of people will say that they that they've got allergies to gluten, but run actual tests and you find that very very few of them do. And then fifty percent of people will say that they have peanut allergies just because it became a fad, and you run actual tests and very very few of them do. And this repeats, 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 repeats. People are very gullible and they take these positions because they think it gives them attention. It thinks it gives them some sort of clout within their tribes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's another way of tribal signaling. And, and, and it's, it, it's, it's really bizarre behavior. Some people seem to be really susceptible to it. Others are not. Um, I think the same people that are susceptible to it are highly susceptible to uh, advertisement, television advertisement, internet advertisement, whatever. They'll buy anything if you put it if you put it in front of them and and, and connect uh, by one degree of freedom to something they like with the product. You know, it's um it's really weird behavior, but you know this this trans thing it simply could not have happened without the internet. It simply could not have. We needed this special secret sauce of the Internet to allow these crazy ideas to incubate in the absence of confrontation from reality to have got to this point where then it could spill over in, into the real world and start causing various forms of havoc. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then and on top of it, we have people that are out there that they're whose jobs are to to develop these tools of control and issues like uh, the the so-called transgender issue. It's just a testbed issue for developing those tools of control. And they're they're seeing how far they can push people. And then they they learned a lot about how far they could push people with uh, propaganda and provocation of hysteria when it came to, to COVID. This is just another testbed issue for this new world in which we live in, where control of the masses is more doable than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, they're going to have great success with um, controlling us if we do not wake up. If people do not wake up and wise up, it's going to cause them tremendous, tremendous harm by the time they do. Um, yeah, one you know, thing I want and, to... I, and I say, you know, we're in the majority, they're in the minority, but that's not really, that's not really the focus here. That's not really the, uh, the way to state this. The way to state this is we live in reality and they don't. We're normal and they're not. That's basically the way this has to be stated. And those of us that are normal, who live in the real world, we're not going to give in. We're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 I totally agree with you, except for one, um, or I'd emphasize one thing is is not so much the normal thing, but just the the the. We all know this is ludicrous. We all know it couldn't have happened pre-internet. We all know that this is about uh, developing tools of control. We should meet any discussion with this whatsoever with just ridicule, um, except for when it comes to the endangerment of children through through mutilation. Um, we should just re- ridicule people. We don't enter in with into any sort of sincere discussion on this topic when it comes to ideas of, you know, oh, can somebody actually be born in the wrong body? Well, you should respond to them with something equally as bizarre and say, hey, buddy, I think you were actually born in the wrong mind. And you know what? It's a lot easier to reversibly change your mind than it is to reversibly change your body after you've mutilated. Maybe you should try the first first if you think there isn't some matchup. You should just ridicule these people with the absurdity that they're proposing. 
And, and, and mean, no, nobody is transgender. The whole the term is is ridiculous to, to start with. Nobody is transgender. Nobody has ever changed their gender. It simply has not happened. Mutilating your body and calling yourself the opposite gender doesn't mean you have transitioned your gender. It means exactly what you did. You mutilated your body, and then you want to call yourself the opposite gender. Yes, you but it, it, it's, what, what bothers me is. It's like, why do these people have the right, because they have done this to their bodies or they identify as something, to mock women? Most of them mock women, like this Dylan Mulvaney. It's, it's a total mocking of women. What 26-year-old woman acts like an 8-year-old girl doing that, crazy, that, that, you know, that, and, and, and dressing saying. in pearls and makeup and glopping on makeup? That, that's course. impersonating a woman. Of course, the answer is none. And that's why I'm saying we shouldn't be asking these questions. You shouldn't be saying this. To, my point is, is don't enter into these discussions like you are with any degree of sincerity. And don't enter these discussions with any degree of rationality and try to make an argument with them because it's insane. And when, what's, what's this saying that when um, about fools and there are two? Um, well, if you have an argument with a fool, then there are two. Right. I mean, that, that is, you know, so you don't, don't enter into these discussions with any good faith or sincerity because they're ridiculous discussions. That's what meet I'm saying them, to Karthik. Meet them Karthik, with, look, yeah, meet them is, with ridicule only. Yeah. And I think you agree. I mean, like I said, I really do want to write a book about how the left has lost all the people like you and I, millions of people who used to be on their side on everything. They've done it to themselves. They've done it. By going so overboard. Yeah. And, and remember, when you meet these people, don't don't when you're not meeting them with sincerity, when you're meeting them with ridicule, remember what you're actually doing here. You're fighting a machine that is mm -hmm. out to control people. Yeah. Yeah. Do not give that. This is war with that machine. We already fought a war with that machine and we lost. It was COVID I, and we right. lost big time worldwide. We lost big time. Mm -hmm. We can't fight that war in, by the terms that they fought it last time. And the terms by which they fought it last time was just basically to state stuff that simply was absurd. The whole right. idea that, that, that these COVID vaccines and for coronaviruses were ever going to produce a sterilizing uh, uh, immunity was just absurd to begin with. The mm -hmm. whole idea that the mask could work was absurd to begin with. The whole idea that lockdown, lockdown for God's sakes, we could do nothing but delay <laughs> that 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 could ever even be possibly entertained with any degree of seriousness was it was just bizarre but they pushed that on us and the way that they were able to push that on us was were the, these very new tools of control that they really don't understand they're trying to use them they're doing a pretty good job of using them. They're causing a lot of havoc in our societies across the globe in by by trying to use them and testing them. And this is not in this this whole trans quote unquote transgender issue is uh, is just another test bed for for these tools of control. So don't enter into good faith arguments about this. Is all I'm saying. Always your your response should always be how do I ridicule this person. How do I ridicule these ideas and how do I protect children from being oh. how do I protect children from being victims of social contagion? Look at this, Daniel. Speaking of children, you can't even trust the Dalai Lama. Did you hear about that one? 
Yeah, he's he's got. He, I think he's got uh, whatever his disease Joe Biden has. Uh, the, the Dalai Lama now. He's a pervert yeah, now. He's a groomer now. What's going yeah, they're, on? They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who 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 knows? Hey, hey, I mean, hey what, what, one thing before I hang up. Go ahead. Uh, um, uh, was the uh, is the Fauci video of him picking his nose and eating it? Is that for real? Yes, it's on Twitter. I, once again, you'd have to search it now, but it's on there. Yeah, it's like okay, the reason you know, that- you know it's it's very subtle. Like he's he's reading some papers or something, and he's then he he goes to his nose and he goes to his mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you if, if, if the video was, was doctored in any way. No, um, no, no, it's real. No, no, it's a video. It's, okay, it's, because it's, here's, here's the reason I'm asking about this. When I wanted to, uh, I was uh, out get, uh, walking to the uh, outdoor gym to get some exercise, and I thought, you know, I should check this out before I, before I uh, tweet this around, because I always do that. If I see something, I, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. that it's actually yeah. real. But, um, given right. the given the technology with, with which we have to work these days, I, I, I check it out. But you know what? I Googled um, Fauci uh, nose picking, <laughs> and Google seems to have suppressed uh-huh. all searches. You can't yeah. find anything on whether the, the video has been substantiated as being real. There was like one entry at all that showed up in, in uh, Google Which, search. Well, for, that means it's real because if it was proof that it was doctored, Google would have that all over the place. That was my, my very yeah. first thought. There right. would be some fact right. checkers that would be right. out there all, all over the place on this. Yeah. But the fact that it isn't there just supports, like you said, supports it as factual. Um, yeah, no, this is... And, and what's even more disturbing is they seem to have suppressed this very specific search. They seem <laughs> to have suppressed. Come everything. on, and that, of, of all the horrible things Fauci's done, that's nothing, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's the type of thing that will stick in people's minds. It stick, stick up, yeah. stick up your nose. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, that makes sense. It will stick in people's minds. Well, absolutely. Anyway, for the people who are open-minded about how bad he was, not about not the people who think he's Jesus, they'll say, "Well, everyone does that. Everyone does that." <laughs> so, yeah, in, in, a, in a in a hearing. Or whatever it was, their deposition, whatever it was that they, that he was picking his nose. Does everyone did everyone do that? <laughs> no, especially when you know a camera's on you. And and, and, yeah. is, and, and is and does everyone eat boogers? I mean, for God's sake, how many? What percent of our population eats boogers? I mean, it's, well, I don't know. It's got to be confined to the the three year old and less group. <laughs> well, also, um, you know, the thing that I'll get to Vlad in a second, but the thing that really bothered me about Fauci, forget about all the all the real important things but in 2020 when that baseball season started the fake the fake baseball season with the cardboard cutout of people in the stands that that another another idiot idiotic moment from covid um and remember fauci threw out the first pitch and he it, it was totally shanked yeah it the third base or something <laughs> yeah i mean when he threw that like that i said something's wrong with this guy something i don't understand this is a italian guy from new york and he can't throw a baseball straight. Yeah, no, so, something was wrong. Not, not, not even straight. I think he maybe got it, um, like, like a, 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 maybe a quarter of the way toward the plate. What well, was totally in the wrong direction, but it was maybe a quarter of a distance. It, it was like speaking of a kid. It was like the way a three-year-old would throw it. Well, yeah, he threw it. He threw it like a girl. He threw, yeah, he threw well, it exactly like girl. a girl. Don't say girl. Don't say girl. Yep. It was it was it was all arm and shoulder. There was there was no rotation of his upper body whatsoever. Well, I mean, 
maybe for that moment, he simply identified as a six-year-old girl. You know, that's very possible. Maybe he was imagining himself in the arms of uh, the Dalai Lama or something. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to be the new thing now. Hey, 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 suck on my tongue. <laughs> so, that was That is just the weirdest freaking thing. Well, you know, why would anybody say that to anybody, let alone yeah. a child? I mean, what? You know, I'm trying to squeeze in some reality. So, okay, if I really, if someone said, okay, you're the Dalai Lama's lawyer, we're hiring you, Mike, you're the Dalai, you have to excuse this. I'd say, you know, it's like a senile old man saying to this little grandson, you know, play, suck on my tongue, pull my finger, pull my finger, that kind of thing. Uh, you, you could maybe make... You know, if the guy, if the Dalai Lama were forty, I'd say, "Uh oh, watch out!" But maybe because he's whatever he is, one hundred and thirty, you know, it was maybe it was like a Joe Biden moment, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's probably a result of being um, sequestered, isolated, secluded for his entire life from actual real social interaction with actual real human beings. That could and, be, and, and so he just all these just strange behaviors probably festered in this, in not which weren't socially ever corrected. That could be. That could be. That makes sense. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate. It. Sure. Have Thank a good you. night. All right. Have a good night. Uh, Vlad, is that what this How you doing, buddy? Vlad, the man? How you doing, my man? How you doing? No, no, I'm not the man. When I'm in your show, it's Mike the man. Oh, thank I'm you. just Vlad. Thank I'm you. just Vlad. Thank you. Anyway, man, I hope your Passover, your Resurrection Sunday was beautiful, all this holy weekend, you know? Yes. Thank and, you very uh, much, Vlad. I appreciate uh, it. You I was too. hoping that maybe Daniel could type what you were saying. If you go woke, you go broke, whatever he said. Uh, yeah, go woke, go broke. That ain't no joke. <laughs> all right. And um, so this is my thing because you know how Mo that Dylan Mulvaney has been on the news so much? I know. Regarding how Nike and then Budweiser. There, there was a lot of cans of Budweiser boxes uh, that were left behind. I, I don't think people are buying into that shit. I know no. it's just beer, but it's still even there. The director, it's a director of marketing. Right. Uh, she she said that the brand was so bad that she just wanted to include be inclusive, but that was a very stupid move, really. Because well, really, you Go know ahead. what's you know what this really shows. We're living in a time now where any person, regardless of the fact they have no real skills, no talent, no anything, can really become famous and rich. Now. Some might think that's a good thing. Some might think that's very American. But I don't think so, because the real American way of becoming maybe a celebrity or someone that's known or wealthy is like you have to have some kind of skill, right? You got to have yeah. some kind of work ethic, hard work, hard work, a real skill to get to that position. But nowadays, you can go on Instagram or the Chinese run thing, TikTok and twerk. And become a person with 20 million followers and some kind of a, a sponsorship with a sports or some kind of a, a beverage. And that's the country we live in now. And there's something very sad about that, that having real talent, really working to get somewhere, it doesn't matter anymore. You can be passed up by these nobodies because they, they, they latch on to a, a, a issue du jour, you know? Let me let me tell you something, uh, Mike. Yesterday that you know I was going about my day and I kind of overlooked that there was going to be businesses closed. Mm -hmm. So 
After I went to get my iced coffee, I go, you know what? I got to bring back some food for my mom because I don't want to make dinner. So I went to Carl Jr. I ordered one of the specials, the two for seven, you know, oh, uh-huh. and I got two, two, uh, what do they call it? Uh, just the regular burgers, uh, the fire, famous star, they really call it. And so the, the, one of the supervisors was there, young lady, beautiful, cute gal. I, I knew she's kind of like maybe Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how our conversation got into, but it got into the trans issues. And she was telling me that she's offended. And she go, I go, are you for real? She goes, yeah. I go, are you for it? She asked me. Because she know my, I go, no, I'm not for it. I defend women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like telling me, do you like real women or do you date trans women? Mm-hmm. You're going to offend me immediately. I love real women. In my house, there's real women, sisters and mom. Mm. My girlfriends have always been real women. <laughs> if, if you dare bring up some shit that, hey, I got these three replacements for your sisters and they're trans women, yeah. I'm going to take out my axe. You know, I'm sorry well, to sound and like Vlad, that. And what, what's amazing, you know, they used to call these these men who like m- kind of mock women female impersonators, remember? Exactly. They'd call them female impersonators. They were entertainers because we didn't take it seriously. It was like satirical. It was like a joke. It was funny. But now we're supposed to take them seriously as they mock women. And, and, and it's sad because I'm listening to a young, beautiful young lady who's in management. And I actually asked her, um, does your company say anything regarding you? goes, they don't care. They're like nonchalant. If you are, you are. If you're not, you're not. They're not pushing yeah. it. That's why I haven't seen Carl Jr. push that shit in comparison to Budweiser, in comparison to Nike, and there was the third brand, like Mulvaney. He goes, so they're not pushing. He goes, you could you could be whoever you want. Just don't push it on people. Right. We'll call you whatever you want. Just be. Let live. Don't be shoving shit down our throats. He goes, but the thing is, the insult is, I'm a woman. You're, you're getting in my in my space. All, everything a movement has because she brought us some feminist stuff. Anything the movement has done for women, you're you're hijacking that shit, and you're not a woman. No, you're but I gotta be in school, and I suppose. And you know, it's a young lady who's a Palestinian Spanish. I thought she was also Mexican, but she she speaks Spanish, but she she has she grew up with her mom from Spain. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe I I actually found a youngster who is more conservative. And who hates this topic. And she literally called all the men a bunch of wean sissies. Okay. I was like, wow. I was like, I go, I wish you would have been my niece. I go, my niece is more to the left. My grandniece, the youngest one, a lovely girl, is more to the left. I wish you were my niece. You're, you're more of my heart, like my own daughter. Right. And I, I, I can't believe there's actually, and she told me, don't look at us bad, you know, like bad. We're not all like this. I go, hey, I, I hear you. I know right. you're not. Right. But I like to see more of them as Gen Z's more come out and, you know, say, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? Go to hell with this bullshit. Well, like I said, we, you, we need actual real women to come out and say, you're yeah. mocking us. This is not the way we are. And we want to protect our rights. We want to protect our women's rights in sports. And we're going to fight you on this. We're not going to allow you to take over. We're not going to allow you to dominate us. We're not going to allow basically, was what it is. Of course, they don't want to talk about this. Biological men dominating us. This is what's happening. Biological men have found a way to dominate women and not just be accepted, but be exalted for it. 
Check, check it out, Mike. What, what do you think about that uh, sorority? And I think it was in the state of Wyoming, Kappa Kappa Gamma or something. Yeah. They, they accepted a trans woman. And the guy's walking around with an erection. Yeah, I know. Really? While well, the terrible. girls are running in their panties, and normally they're supposed to feel disgusting. Safe disgusting. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, fuck! It's like putting a a a, a, a coyote, a wolf in a in a chicken's hand. Wow! Look at that. That's a great analogy. You That's right. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It's fucking, terrible. I mean, what do we have to do, damn it? You know, like you 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 gave a solu- solution. I'm paying attention. Don't get me wrong, Mike. But this is bullshit. Enough yep. is enough already. You know. All right. Absolutely. Enough is enough. They just fired this professor. You probably read it. It was all over the web. They just fired this this guy who's running for, I think, superintendent. All because he's, he used the word ladies in his email. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? He was talking to women, to actual women in positions of power. And he and I think he was trying to get a superintendent position, raise, I don't know what the hell. And, and, and they let him go as a candidate. Yeah. I mean, this kind of shit has to go already, too. Absolutely. This, this to attack go. on white men, stop that shit already. Yep. No, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's a, We're living in attack on, you know, I, I understand that they won't have any sympathy for the attack on men or white men. But now we're seeing women being attacked, yeah. right? Women being attacked. Their women's sports are being attacked, right? Uh, yeah. Women's personalities are being mocked and attacked. Womanhood is being mocked and attacked. You have actual biological men having conversations about what it's like to be a woman. How crazy is that? How insane is that? They will never know what it's like to be women because they're not women. Exactly. So, I mean, all their arguments about how they feel, you don't. You'll never understand. You don't have the background. You don't have the plumbing. You don't have the mind. Exactly. You know, you're You're not built for that. Right. How the hell are you going to know? You don't menstruate. No, exactly. Well, they'll, they'll it doesn't claim, matter how much claim... the body body chopping they do, yeah, and fake implants they put. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not real. You're not the real deal. You're they, not they, the real McCoy. They identify <laughs> as menstruators. Yeah. They they Vlad. They identify as menstruators. <laughs> Therefore, they are That's menstruating people. Wait a minute, birthing people. <laughs> right. I, I identify as being. I, hey, I identify as being a coyote. Okay, Mike. Now, if you're my real, if you're Vlad, if you're my friend, and I say Vlad, I think I'm a coyote. You're gonna say, Mike, I like you. You really should get some help. I want you to get help. You're not a coyote. No, Vlad, I'm a coyote. Oh, I'm a coyote. It, 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 it's like this beautiful lady. Her name is Ashley. She comes out on Twitter. She's conservative. She goes, "When my brother was growing up, and and my and he started eating grass, my mom would come out with a belly. He goes, knock it off already." Right. You're not a you're not a cow. <laughs> I know, I know. But we need people, to go back to the good old days. These people don't live in the in the world of reality. They truly believe in their minds that if someone wants to believe they're a dog, the rest of us have to call them a dog. You see, if a person wants like if a person believes they're an action, they're not they're not a human. They're a dog. They identify as a dog. The rest of us have to go into crazy world with them. And say they're a dog. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You're fucking nuts. Period. Oh my god, I'm, I'm serious. What have our country gone to, man? Terrible. It's 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 sick out there, man. It's getting sicker. The sin, the sins of our nation are are being exposed every day. And I, I look at this, and I'm like, you know what? I, I don't have any kids, Mike. I never have. I feel for those that are having kids right now. 
But I, I look at it and go, what kind of future are these youngsters gonna, going, to, going to have, really? What, are they, what kind of future are these beautiful little children? I have a two-year-old grandniece, and, and she falls into Gen Z. What kind of future is she going to have? I know. And, and she's facing her terrible twos, and I, I just look at that. I'm like, oh, man. The shit that she's going to be exposed to at school. The, the only thing we can hope for is that these generations, as they get older, as, as generations usually do when they get older, they usually wake up, become more conservative. We can only hope that happens to this generation. We have to hope. I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a revival in the churches. We need to go. I don't, I don't care what they are. Evangelical, Catholic, Greek, they got to get their shit together. And they they gotta they gotta they they gotta defend women, but they gotta love God. You 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 know we need a true mental health, not this bullshit affirming, affirming you know psychologists, psychiatrists that are coming out. We affirm not not that bullshit. We need true, true righteous mental health that really wants to help these people, not affirm them, not say we're with you. You're girl, you're a girl. You're gonna be on meds and you're gonna get your wee wee chopped off. No. None of that we're, bullshit. Right. We're, we're, we're enabling insanity, right? Exactly. We're promoting and enabling. And, and that's just a lot about the, the so-called expert, the so-called doctor. You know, this is the loony, the, the, the loonies running the, 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 the psychiatric asylum, right. along with the doctors running there as Absolutely. crazy. You know, this is like Harley Quinn running, running with, <laughs> Harley, with the Joker, Harley you know? Quinn. Harley <laughs> Quinn running, you know, with the Joker because she was his psychologist. Then she lost it too. He yes. convinced her that, you know, he started psychoanalyzing her and she yeah. believed it and she fell for that shit. Oh, the, so Joker, this is like, the Joker yeah. did shoot Robert De Niro. So that's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? He could shoot him for, again for all I care. <laughs> I can't stand De Niro. I love his acting, but I hate his politics. It's so horrible. I used to respect him as an alpha male. Now I look at him like, what a loser, man. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love your movies, but I hate your attitude. Your yeah, politics. I know. I know. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's very, it's, it's very sad what's happened to, to us, to this country. It really is. It's very sad. And I, I hope we can course correct at some point because. Well, not only that, but we're the, the, the laughing stock of the world right now. Yeah. We can't continue. We, we used to be. On this we used trajectory. to be the purveyor of, of of evangelism, being the light on the shiny hill, pro democracy, the freest country in the world. Yep. And look at what we've become—a fucking joke before the world. I know. Now they look at us and they're like, "Oh, you're American." I go, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." Now I got to explain myself. What kind of an American I am? I know. You know. I know. So I'd rather use just my ethnicity and say, "Yeah, I'm Mexican, but of Americans." So don't offend America. I'm not to the left. I'm not that fucked up. I'm not them. It, it kind of made me feel like the conversation I had with a young lady from the, the Carl Jr. She goes, I'm not like that. I understand. You don't have to say just your conversation. You already said you're not, but you don't have to. I, I understand. Not everybody's in the, in the, in the loony bin from, from, from uh, Gen Z. You're proving that. But I'm really, I'm, I'm, I, I look at them. I measure everybody. I look at how they dress and how they talk. I mean, believe it or not, just before COVID, a, a, a buddy, a, a buddy of mine, and me, we're studying at, at uh, what, a coffee shop here in Eagle Rock. And we were just chilling, minding our business on the computer, talking as men. And my friend, he's much younger than me, he understood the language of the girls. They were literally measuring each other in their conversation, like policing, like like politically correct policing each other. I know, yeah. It's... <laughs> 
Yeah, we we live in a world where everyone is so easily offended. They're so easily offended. Where speech really isn't free anymore. This is not these people aren't for freedom of speech. They want to decide what's okay to say and what's not okay to say. That's not the First Amendment, baby. That's not America. And so we have to fight them to the end on this. You know, I, I was reading that there was this case, believe it or not, of this uh, pro- professor of a, probably of a university, if not high school, who quit his job because they were pressuring him because he didn't want to say the pronouns of his <laughs> students. Yeah. He went to two courts. So finally, I think it was the Seventh Circuit Court, uh, Federal Appeals Court, said that he was in the wrong. They totally overlooked his his, reli- his religious exemption and religious uh, uh, laws, you know, First Amendment rights that back him up. Mm-hmm. And now, and, and Alliance Defense, def- Defending Freedom, Defense Freedom, I think, is the one that is defending them, and they're going to have to take it all the way to su- the Supreme Court. Why are these leftist judges overlooking religious rights? Oh, they don't which care are about religious rights. Yeah, they don't care about religious rights. What, what does the left care about religious rights? Look at the way people like uh, the hair gel king of California, Gavin Newsom, shut down churches. Yeah. Right? The way he just shut down churches right away because they don't care about religious rights. It doesn't mean anything to them. We have to go to court and win, which they did in that regard. Did, did you know that regards, Weenie but... right now was making some, some, some statements against DeSantis? He was actually trying to tell him that, that, that he shouldn't fight. Right oh, now. please, oh, please, please. He's, please. he's afraid of him. What is he doing in Florida? If you hate DeSantis, what are you doing in Florida, Gavin Newsom? Ron DeSantis is going to take political advice from Gavin Newsom. Sure he will. Sure. Absolutely. I'm like, wow. Look at my state. Look at yours. Look at my state. Look at yours. Yes. We're both in California, my friend. So I I understand you, my man. You're in in, in Northern California. You're in the San Francisco. I, I, I feel for you. You know, so many times I've been wanting to travel there, but when I hear the stories, I say, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. I'm not even going to put money for that. I want to stay like a weekend at a hotel with with friends and chill, drink, and, and visit, you know, and go eat. Oh, but, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. I, 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 you know, hey, Vlad, if you came up, I'd buy you a drink, but I don't recommend coming here. You know, oh, you know it's just like. <laughs> but anyway, not, Mike, you know, I, I love talking to you, brother, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'll see you soon. And I know you got to close up. But hey, I love talking to you, man. And Appreciate enjoy the, 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 the whole week, okay? Take Thanks care. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So I just want to get to one more story. This is in line with what we've been talking about and how crazy this place is that I live in, of San Francisco. <sighs> Riley Gaines, as you know, was at the San Francisco State. And she was protesting the fact that the, uh, you know, trans uh whoever they are, want to take over women's sports, want to force biological men, want to force themselves on women in women's sports. And so she was there protesting it and they, and they fit verbally and physically assaulted. So what happened was uh, this is Riley Gaines, by the way, is an NCAA champion swimmer, right? And uh, what happened was it was, she blasted a San Francisco state university faculty member following an email sent to students that depicted a peaceful protest in quotes, once again, peaceful, like the peaceful protests of uh, June of 2020, the BLM protests, after a speech turned violent. Gaines said she was verbally and physically assaulted by the pro-transgender protesters, which led to her being barricaded in the classroom for three hours. Gaines also noted that she was punched, shoved, and hit by the protesters before being barricaded. City police would eventually have to come in 
to help her get off the campus. But SF State's VP for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management, uh, Jamila Moore, sent an email that made no mention of an apology to Gaines or the acts following her speech about saving women's sports to the university chapter of Turning Point USA. Let me begin by saying clearly, the trans community is welcome and belongs at SF State University. Further, our community, 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 that word they love, community, fiercely believes in unity, connection, care, and compassion, and we value different ideals, even when they're not our own. Of course, that's total bullshit. They don't value different ideals. They call you a terrorist. They call you a Trumpy Trumper. They call you a domestic terrorist. They call you a white supremacist, and they try to beat the shit out of you and then cancel you. Thank you to our students who participated peacefully in Thursday's evening event. It took tremendous bravery, blah, 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 blah. All bullshit. All bullshit. Gaines took exception to it. I'm sorry. Did this just say peaceful? I was assaulted. I was exhorted and held for random. The protest demanded I pay them if I wanted to make it home safely. I missed my flight home because I was barricaded in the classroom. We must have different definitions of peaceful. Gaines also revered that more blocked her on Twitter adding, I guess it's easier for her to ignore me than to denounce violence against women. She won't be able to ignore my lawsuit. So this is, this is the accepting left, that we value other opinions, yet this person blocked her on Twitter, just like they block and cancel and delete everything they don't believe in. If the situation had been peaceful, Gaines said she would actually welcome it, but it got to a level she couldn't bear. I was grateful to see a diverse crowd in the room during my speech, which I expressed multiple times, Gaines added. We had great dialogue and listened to each other, but that ambush was the opposite of peaceful. Gaines joined uh, Tucker Carlson to explain that she won't be backing down with a mission of saving women's sports. And situations like the one that happened at EFSA State, through, through terrifying, will not steer her off track. This does not deter me. This assures me that I'm doing the right thing. This will not silence me. When they want me to be silenced, it just means I need to speak louder. Gaines plans to identify those who assaulted her and press charges. They, they will face repercussions, repercussions, she said. So good for her. Good for her. Absolutely. Um, and she should sue. Once again, we have to sue them. Just sue them. Every opportunity we get, use the courts, use the law and sue their asses, because this is ridiculous. But we need more women, real, biological, actual, reality women like Gaines. Um, and there are women behind her uh, in a photo from uh, a rally on January 20th this year outside uh, the NCA convention in San Antonio with signs that said, our bodies, our sports, our bodies, our sports. We need more of that. We need more of women. We need more actual, real women fighting and saying, we want our rights back. We want, we don't want biological males. Biological males have found a virtual signaling woke outlet to take away women's rights. That's what they've done. And they're being applauded by people like fucking, like the dementia president, dementia ridden, Alzheimer's ridden president, like the hair gel king of California, Gavin Newsom. They're being applauded. These biological men have found a way to take away women's rights, to stomp on women's rights. And they're being applauded and exalted and given special rights and attention by the wacky left. Men like me fighting back is okay, but nothing's really going to change until biological, real, actual women fight back and say, we want our rights back. Go to hell. 
That's what has to happen. There'll be more. Of course, this happened in San Francisco. Everything bad these days happens in San Francisco. You're understanding that now. If you don't live in San Francisco and you're watching the news, you're seeing this now, right? You're seeing all these stories about San Francisco, whether it's what happened at SF State University or the fentanyl problem or, you know, Bob Lee getting stabbed and killed and uh, other people getting bashed on the head by homeless people and all of this happening. You see what's happening here in San Francisco. Tomorrow we'll talk about the urban decay here. Something else happened, a, a big chain store that was only here for a year, has closed down also because of threats of violence and looting and all that stuff that's happening here as well. So things are really going to hell in a handbasket here in San Francisco. It really is. And what's a shame is how our major American cities have been totally destroyed by Democrats. Once great cities that people actually, you know, looked up to and held high and wanted to move to are now total utter shitholes because of Democrats, because of Democratic politicians, because of Democratic DAs, because of Democratic voters and everything else. Okay, you wonder why do people vote for people like Gavin Newsom? It was tonight. I saw Adam Carolla on uh, on Tucker tonight and they were talking about Gavin Newsom going around (laughs) trying to give advice to Ron DeSantis. How what a joke. Uh, And I'll also read a story tomorrow about how uh, Newsom's being accepted in uh, in these red states he's going to and uh, or not accepted, obviously. But. uh, And they they talked about how Gavin Newsom doesn't have a clue when it comes to homelessness, that Gavin Newsom actually thinks that women with jo- women with full-time jobs and kids are homeless. That's homeless. That's in the face of homelessness. Working women with kids are the ones on the streets. Not drug addicts, right? Not people with uh, with big drug addictions. Not people who are mentally ill. That's not the face of homelessness. That's not the majority of homelessness. It's women with children who have jobs. This guy is a fucking idiot. And I'm glad Adam Carolda called him a sociopath. He's a sociopathic liar. And he's a moron. But the problem is... That's not really the problem. Think about that for a second. The fact that there are sociopaths out there, sociopathic morons out there, that's not a problem. That's life. The problem is they get elected. They get elected. People elect them. Why? Why do people elect sociopathic liars who are total, utter morons to not just any kind of a position, but some of the highest positions, political positions in our society. Why? Hey, Morgan, how's it going tonight? Going good. Can you hear me, Mike? I hear loud and clear. Um, I want to I want to express an opinion that might be a little bit controversial. <laughs> sure, of course. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, you know the term "fight fire with fire." Right? Yes. Um, so, like, when we have when we have a um, political and economic structure that is uh-huh. so by sociopaths, right? right? What I what I start to think is, what is it that a sociopath fears? <sighs> what is it that a sociopath fears? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I think. A, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. What do you think a sociopath fears? I said. I said honesty. Is that one of the things a sociopath might honesty? 
Honesty, there. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like honesty, that's, you know, like, like a sociopath is faced with honesty. What does that really do against them? Like if they're, if they're not losing power, if they're not losing money, if they're not losing status, what well, is that's a good point? Really that's do? a very good point. That's a very you know? good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, what is it that a sociopath fears? Well, you just said power and money. Right. Power and money. Perhaps also livelihood. Livelihood. Okay. Right. Like a, like a sociopath obviously places value in their own lifespan. Oh, you mean, you mean, uh, do you mean their existence or well, well, make, I'm make really a good just, life? I'm really just trying to identify what it is a sociopath values. And, well, and I think that we can probably both agree that a sociopath values their own existence. Well, sure. Of course. Yeah. What else does a sociopath value? Well, when I've talked on this show about people who I perceive to be a sociopath, uh, in politics especially, I've always felt that what drives them is power. Uh, power over over others, right? Power over others. Euphemism for power and, and here? Say again? Is money perhaps a euphemism for that power? Well, it's part of it, sure. Okay. Sure, but you, but uh, but Morgan, let me tell you the truth. I truly believe yeah, money. We could talk about money being whatever, but I think that the having the power over others to have others do as you want, as you say, as you believe, I think is a much more <clears throat> addictive drug than money. And I think the proof is a lot of these people in these positions have more money than any of them will ever need ever. I want to cut you off, Mike, because I think we agree here, and you're just gonna expand upon how we agree go ahead um yeah. like like what, I, what i'm asking you is this okay like imagine that you are the speaker of the house okay <laughs> mm-hmm. and imagine that you're the speaker of the house uh after a mandate right like sure. democrat republican doesn't matter you're the speaker of the house uh you know mandate your mm-hmm. party um what is it that's motivating you to act after my party, after my party has won in a big election, we've won everything. We exactly. landslide, yeah. mandate, yes. a real mandate, and I'm the speaker of the house. You're the speaker of the house. What is it that's motivating you to act? Um, I'm feeling emboldened by the people who have elected us and have supported us, and by 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 giving us a mandate. These people, I believe, are telling us that what we're doing is right. And we want to keep they want us to keep doing it. All right. So imagine now that you uh, that you are the, um, you know, representative from uh, North Dakota or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. And uh, like, let's not say North Dakota. Let's say let's say South Carolina, actually. Um, and that an enormous number of your delegates. Right. Like used to have well-paying like uh, manufacturing jobs, but don't anymore. Right. Right. Um, so like, let's now imagine that your constituency, South Dakota conservatives, right. Um, don't, don't have the ability to make enough money to support themselves. Right. Um, how is it that you're getting elected? Well, I'm getting elected because the people are voting against their own interests. Why are they voting against their own interests? That's a great, that's a question I ask all the time. That's 
before you came on. That's what I'm asking about, like the voters of California with a Gavin Newsom. But they are. They are. We both agree that they are voting against their own interests. Why? God. Is it because, is it because people are lying to them and they believe it? But yeah, of course. That's part of it. Right. Look, I think this is another thing about, and I think this is clinically correct. Sociopaths are sociopaths because they're very good at lying. Yes. They're no, you're really right about good. that. They're really good at getting, they like have a cult type demeanor to them where they're able to get people on their side even knowing in their heart of hearts that they're so doing let me, evil. Let me, uh, yeah. let me if, if you'll allow me to, let me paint you a picture of 2016. Okay. okay. So 2016, we have an American population that is incredibly upset with the enfranchised political power that exists. Okay. You know, um, On the right, they've selected Donald Trump as their mm-hmm. populist savior. Mm-hmm. Right? On the left... They've selected Bernie Sanders as their populist savior. Yeah. Importantly, both of these candidates are not establishment politicians. Right? No. Like Trump is not an establishment Republican. Bernie is not an establishment Democrat. Right. Right. So what happens in 2016, right, is that uh, in the Democratic primaries, Bernie is edged out because uh, it's very easy to make sure that the people that you don't want to be elected in the democratic primaries are not elected. Thanks. To <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. You know, yeah. right. <laughs> like that's, that's simple. So, yeah. so you get, you get Hillary as your nominee, mm-hmm. but in the Republican party, you don't actually have those sort of stop gaps, right? Nope. Like in the Republican party, you get Trump, the pure yep. populist guy. Right. Yep. And so Trump in 2016 is lying to you. He's mm-hmm. basically, he was a West Virginia guy. I'll bring back your manufacturing jobs where you can afford a house and a car and you can afford your family working, you know, in the mines, right? Yep. That the American, you know, like manufacturing public hasn't known for the past 30 years. Mm. But Trump lies about it, right? And he says, I'll bring that back. Mm-hmm. On the other side of it, Hillary says, you're deplorable. I hate you. Fuck you, <laughs> right? Like, like, well, like, like Hillary is saying, like, maybe I'll give you $12 an hour minimum wage. But right. other than that, fuck you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like... So all of a sudden we have this group of people who is being lied to by the Republican populist, Trump, right? And Trump clearly is not going to bring manufacturing jobs back, but he's lying about it. He's saying that he will. On the other hand, the Democratic nominee, you know, Hillary, is is calling these people deplorable, right? Uh, there's, There's no reason that these people would support her for that reason. So all of a sudden in 2016, we have an influx of essentially right wing white collar or blue collar support for someone like a populist like Trump. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's a liar. And, and they eventually figure that out. Right. And they, they aren't any better. But Trump is so polarizing that he makes sure that anyone who supports him is an absolute enemy of anyone who supports Hillary. Right. right. You know, like, think about how many families were ruined by, you know, half the family supporting Trump and the other half not. Right. In other words, this is the best case scenario for the establishment politicians, because what it does is it polarizes the left and the right. And what that means is that in 2020, someone like Biden, right, like, you know, the segregationist, you know, like. Like, like enabled, like, you know, like, like banking reform to fuck over most American people. Correct. Right? 
the yep. 90s. Like, like all of a sudden is the popular guy, which yep. would yep. never have been the case if we hadn't endured four years of racist, sexist, grabby by the pussy Trump. Well, uh, let me, I'll correct you a little bit here. Look, I'm no Trump fan. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm a DeSantis guy. I think Trump is, I think Trump has diseased the minds of both sides. But here's the thing: a lot of that Trump stuff, I, I think it's, I think it's a uh, hybrid. Some of it's brought on by him, and some of it is just the establishment wanting to attack him because he's not one of them, and they want him out, right? And so I think a lot of that stuff with Trump, with the grab, the pussy stuff, that's overplayed by the left wing media. Who don't like him, right? Look but at that poor guy. Look at that. Right? Wait a minute. It's look at that effective. poor guy, Billy Bush, who all he simply did was laugh um, nervously, like any of us would have. And look at what the left did to him. They destroyed him. Any of us in that position, if Donald Trump had said, "Yeah, you grab him by the pussy," any of us would have most likely been like, <laughs> none of us would have said, "How dare you say such a thing, Donald Trump?" None of us in that position would have said that. But because look at how the left that. destroyed Billy well, because Bush. Because we're used to that on the left. Right, right. Just, just for being a human and acting in a very human way, mm-hmm. the way any of us, even including some women, would have reacted in that well, situation. Well, and, and specifically, this guy is not an establishment politician. And right. that's the important thing, right? Like in yeah. 2016, what most yeah. of America said, pretty much like, leading up to the Super Tuesday primaries, was that we do not want an establishment politician. That's why Bernie was popular prior to mm-hmm. Super Tuesday. Trump was popular prior to Super Tuesday. Yeah, like, this is why many people, rightfully so, compared and c- compared Trump and Bernie supporters as being similar in a lot of ways. Well, not- I mean, they are. They're working people who have right. an enormous amount of debt, and they're pissed off with establishment politicians. Perfect. That's not a bad thing. Like, that's, no. that's just working people, right? Exactly. Yeah, but my you might have the same opinion. I think both sides were so desperate in a way. I was one of them that we kind of supported charlatans. They're not really what they said they were, and I think you know. And I think that is 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 the biggest problem. Is that can can you define charlatans for me? Because I I don't necessarily agree. Unless you can define the charlatans. Uh, I think Bernie's full of shit. I think he's a sheep herder for the establishment. For the Democrats, I think he did okay, it both so you times. Think, you think yeah. Bernie's paid off by the establishment left? Well, not just paid off. He, he's but look, he didn't like Hillary Clinton personally. Okay, and so there was a little bit of uh, animosity there. But he liked Joe Biden. He said many times, "Joe Biden's a friend. Joe Biden's a good guy." Joe, do you think Joe Biden's a good guy? No, I don't. Right. So why is Bernie saying that? Well, yeah, yeah, it's political, probably. Yeah. Well, well, he's also worked with Biden for many years in the Senate, so they were friends. He didn't give a fuck about Hillary Clinton, you know, well, so you're ignoring you're ignoring that there is data. There, there is data here. We can look at what Joe Biden voted for and what Bernie voted for. And we can compare them. And they pretty much never voted for the same shit. You know, like like the, there is actual data here. But Bernie, Bernie very at. rarely doesn't vote with the party, with the Democratic. Sure, party. sure. Very, but like, very, yeah. like, like Bernie didn't vote for the war in Iraq. Biden did. Bernie didn't vote for like prison reform in 1992 like yeah. Biden did like like the, there are there there are watershed moments where they yeah. differ yeah. you know and like yeah. we, we shouldn't ignore that no i didn't ignore that that's why i was a bernie supporter but i think in the end he bends the knee to the establishment 
Yeah, and you have to because because of the Democratic yeah. primary system. Like like right. like it's it's pretty impossible to raise to power like to to the point of Democratic nominee without bending that knee. But that that's the that's the preposterous thing about this whole Democratic Republican thing. Is it like in the Republican Party, you don't have to do that because there aren't super delegates, you know, like like in Republican primaries, you don't have to bend the knee in that way. If people vote for you, they vote for you. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. In right. the Democratic yeah. Party, that's different. If right. people vote for you, sure. But like like after a certain percentage of superdelegates, you can get to submit their own, you know, submissions and and it can totally you know upend like like one's campaign well the democratic party has admitted in court that they can do what they want within their primary system yes yeah Yeah. it's it's the great irony right that like that like all of a sudden like all this election fraud shit is focused at trump when really we should be talking about election fraud shit in the democratic primary system of course what's democrats basically about that because anytime you bring up election election fraud People assume that you're a Trump guy. Right. right. What the Democrats said in court was if things are going as we want them to go in the primary, we'll stay out of it. But as soon as they're not going the way we want it to go, we can we can steer it in that direction if we want. Which well, is see, what they is, did in 2020. After, after, right. It's what they did in 2020 after Bernie won Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada. I was in Nevada. I was there. We can we can like like right. like I'm sorry to interrupt, Mike, but we no, can sorry. go back to 2009. Like like. Most other Western democracies outlawed electronic voting in 2009. Yeah. Britain, it's illegal to vote electronically. France, yes. it's illegal to vote electronically. Germany, right. illegal to vote electronically. Yeah. Right. It, like one of the few Western democracies where it's legal to vote electronically is the United States. Right. And to me, that's a little bit problematic. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, like, like most, like the reason that most of these other Western democracies outlawed electronic voting is because it's a black box system. We, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we can't actually verify these votes in a meaningful way. No, there's no but paper America trail. America no paper trail. Retained yeah. this specifically with democratic primaries, you know? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. And like, and this is to me the brilliant move of the whole Trump election fraud thing is that like, if you talk about election fraud as an American, People assume that you're a right wing Trump supporter. But really, the best evidence that exists for election fraud in the United States occurs in Super Tuesday states of Democratic primaries. Sure. And it's and it's so difficult to have that conversation earnestly with other working people. And to me, it breaks my fucking heart. Like like, for instance, in 2016, the average rate of exit polling discrepancy in Super Tuesday states was 13 percent. That's like. Five times as high as our latest, like, like exit polling discrepancy prior to that. Right. It's like absurdly high. Right. But no one saw, like, like even Nate Silver on his podcast, 538, didn't talk yeah. about it. And when yeah. Nate Silver didn't talk about it, that's when I thought about putting a gun in my mouth, you know, because I was like, well, fuck. If Nate Silver isn't talking about this shit, then we're clearly fucked. So clearly somebody has some blackmail on him for being an alcoholic or something or whatever. And he's but my, my question to Democrats, I'm no longer a Democrat, but my question to Democrats is if the Democratic Party has done this the past two election cycles, if they have said we have the right to basically install whoever we want to install in 16, it was Hillary and 20 it was Biden. They got their way both times. Yep. Why bother voting in a Democratic primary? There really is no reason. No, there isn't a reason. The problem is if the problem is if if you take that position, people immediately associate you as a trumper. 
No, I'd rather vote in a primary where I can have my vote has a meaning to it. My vote no, that's that's meaning. that's true. But what I'm saying is that like like to defend that point of view, you have to talk about election fraud. Not, but there are different types of as we're talking through this. There are different types of election fraud, right? There's one where one party says we are going to steer this the way we want it to go to get our nominee. And then there's the election fraud, right? Where there are outside entities that are doing things with the voting, with the ballot, whatever it may be, with the way it count, with the way it's counted, with the mail-in ballots, with the all that stuff. <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, and I think Ron DeSantis has put his finger on it. A lot of this stuff, and he's right, that the Republicans have complained about, especially after 2020, right, with election fraud, is basically Democrats just doing legal things to get the edge that Republicans just for some reason didn't know how to do, like ballot harvesting, or didn't want to do. It's it's not that cryptic. Really, it has to do with superdelegates. But the superdelegates are, we're not talking about general election, we're talking about primaries, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What, what I'm saying, though, is that like is that, like the way that Democratic primaries operate is so fraught with corruption compared to the way that Republican primaries operate. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't have to talk about like election fraud in like the the intense sense. You just have to talk about election fraud when it comes to superdelegates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's not just look, I got in trouble. I got in trouble back in uh, 2020. Because uh, that was, once again, my second time supporting Bernie. Um, and, you know, Nate Silver, you're Nate Silver. Evidently, you follow it. And I do. you remember that Nate Silver, in the months leading up to the primary, and certainly after the first couple of contests, had Bernie with like a 90% chance of winning the primary, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Prior to Super Tuesday. Prior well, to Super Tuesday. Well, South Carolina changed yes. everything. Yes, yeah, South, South Carolina, Carolina changed Tuesday everything. Day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. once once Bernie lost South Carolina big, those numbers all of a sudden started to fall off the table for him. Right? And Joe yeah, Biden, but, but like, but they fell off the table in a completely preposterous way. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> like, 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 like Nate Silver didn't for a second give a second of airtime to how you know voter enthusiasm numbers went from double digit leads for Bernie prior to Super Tuesday all the way to less than 1% for Bernie after. Well, I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. Media, the left-wing media, were against Bernie both times. The left-wing legacy media was in Hillary's camp and was in Biden's camp. They wanted Hillary. They got the memo from the DNC that you support Hillary and you support Biden, if they even needed to be told their establishment. You you, you might be right. Wait a minute. So what happened was, Morgan, what happened was they were just waiting for one contest to go Joe Biden's way. And then they knew it was time to attack. Full court press for Biden against Bernie. And what was the message? What was the fake fraudulent message that came out going, came out of that South Carolina primary? Bernie's a racist, can't get blacks. Yeah. Biden's loved by blacks. Sure, but, the, but see, no, 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 that, that was the smoke screen. Like, like, if we look at the data, if we look at the data, in, like, specifically two points of data, right? Number one point, voter enthusiasm. Number two point, exit polling discrepancy, right? And, like, these are two these are two things that, if we tie them together, are very, very well 
are very, very good at predicting elections. That's why Nate Silver rose to power in the first place, right? No, I know. Like, like, yeah. like he, he predicted Obama's rise because he used voter enthusiasm and exit polling discrepancy to show that Obama right. was clearly favored, right? Right, right. Yes. Like, like in 2020, what happened is like we went from like a 13% exit polling discrepancy in 2016 on Super Tuesday to like a 16% exit polling discrepancy on Super Tuesday against Bernie. And like, this is the, these are the sorts of numbers that we will like cite to the UN if we're invading another country to like lead a coup, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. I know. These are but absurd numbers. Morgan, you know? when, when did it happen in this country where we stopped caring about exit polling? Right. Because that's the message. I 2016 heard. is when I'll tell yes, you that. That's the message. Priest 2016. I always heard. That when the exit polling, Jimmy Carter used to follow, when the exit polling is so far off in any country, they look at fraud, right? Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. the signaler. That's the red flag. Waving when, the red flag for fraud. You can trace fraud. it back to 2009. And there are two reasons that you can trace it back to 2009. Number one reason is Citizens United. Like, second reason is uh, electronic voting booths, right? Like, like, in 2009, most other countries outlawed electronic voting. United States did not. Also, what happened in 2009 in the United States is Citizens United was, was ruled on by the Supreme Court, which right. meant that, you know, obviously, you know, Citizens United is, you know, like, like, like companies can, can, you know, contribute infinite funds, uh, you know, like anonymously to, to political campaigns. Mm -hmm. And, and so what, what we didn't follow after that happening in 2009 is 2012, 2016, right? 2020, right. And, 2012, I can't really comment too much on because I was young. You know, I was like I was like a 18 year old back then. Okay, right. I actually worked on Obama's campaign in Texas, like during that time. So I, I don't, I want to recuse myself there. But like 2016 and 2020, like like 13 percent exit polling discrepancy in Super Tuesday was like three times the highest rate of exit polling discrepancy we had had in our history. Right. And no one talked about it. Nate right. didn't talk about it. In fact, the only people that talked about it were people outside of the United States. There was a guy named uh, Marcelo de Carvalho or something like that in South America who, like, posted his own website and talked about the exit discrepancy. But he got, like, you know, he got, like, taken off the air by, by the CIA. Well, this is the new way. This is the new way the media, the legacy media, has, has excused this stuff is, well, yeah. Those uh, the, the exit polling looks at certain issues, but it doesn't necessarily mean the voters are going to vote that way because we just saw it with the midterms right. last year. I no, was it's following plausibly deniable. It's yeah, I, I was plausibly yeah, deniable. Following, yeah. yeah, I was following all the exit polls in the midterm, and all the exit polls on the day of the midterms last November was that the Republicans were going to win in a tsunami. Oh my God! Look at the exit polling. The Democrats run Congress. Yeah, but if you compare in, that white, exit polling yeah. to two thousand and eight or 2004 yeah. or 2000, like right. you can see that it's three times as high, yeah. which is preposterous. Right. Yeah. That's like yeah. stats we should be looking at. Well, you know, and the media, the left-wing media excused it again this past November because they asked all these questions. Are we in the right, going in the right direction? How are you doing on the economy? And all the, all the answers lean towards that people were dissatisfied with Biden and the Democrats. And yet yeah. the Democrats did well. 
And they said, it's well, this, it's, it's this complete, it's this complete opposition between well, enthusiasm numbers yeah. and reality. And what did you know, people like, like enthusiasm Rachel numbers in 2020 prior yeah. to prior to Super Tuesday were were insanely right. low for for uh, Biden. Yes. They and were pretty people, high for Bernie. Yeah. That's why Bernie was like a 10 point lead over Biden. Uh, Morgan, you know? what did people on CNN and MSNBC say this past November? Well, the exit polling showed that people are dissatisfied, but they don't necessarily trust the Republicans, I guess. That's it. That was a, yes, that's the way they excused it. No, yeah, of course. But like here's the thing that I think both you and I know is that it's very easy as a media company to produce plausible di- deniability for these situations. What my concern is, is that when I have conversations like this with liberals, like with my friends who are Democrats, and I talk about and I talk about election fraud. You know, and I and I talk about the the uh, susceptibility that that our electronic polling systems have to this sort of meddling. They immediately assume that I'm far right. They like they talk about me like I'm Hitler when I talk about this shit. You know, because anything that they don't agree with hundred percent or makes them feel uncomfortable, they immediately uh, lash out and call you names. They they yes, can't and- talk. They can't talk about things. And what I'm wondering is like, because here's the thing, Mike, is like what I know at the core of my being is that if we are to overcome the political establishment, we have to unite as a working class, period. That is true. The people on the right and the left are both susceptible to the same problems. That's why in 2016, two populists got popular. Bernie got popular on the left. Trump got popular on the right. That's not a coincidence. People... Like populism was was in, was on the rise in 2016 because working people are in debt and they're hurting and their their wages are stagnant and they can't go to college and their manufacturing jobs are gone. You know, like like we should be aligned. Like like the Republican who lives next to me in Tennessee, who like fucking you know like doesn't believe in freedom of choice and like you know fucking hates like Muslims or whatever. I should be that guy's ally. Because we are both struggling to be working people in the United States. How do I ally with that person well, to overcome the political establishment? Well, and this will lead us into, I guess we should stop talking about the past so much and talk about the future since we're into the next election cycle. Sure. And yeah. this is what people are realizing now. This is what Republicans are realizing. Like Republicans like Trump, that the Republican, a lot of people in the Republican Party are tired of the feeding the war machine now. That's changed from the past. Okay. These new Republicans now, the Trump Republicans especially, they do not want, they believe in America first, not Iraq first, not Ukraine first, not uh, Afghanistan first, America first. And they don't want us to get involved. They certainly don't want us to spend money we don't have on these other countries' battles. And that's what uh, Republicans who are, who get it seem to be understanding that now there are still the old neocon establishment Republicans like Nikki Haley and Mike Pence and so on and so forth. But I think the ones who have the best chance of winning like Trump and DeSantis understand, they understand how the voters are feeling now. They're not, this is not your grandfather's Republican party anymore. These people don't want no, constantly. They, like, they, they understand but, how the Republican like base can be manipulated. I don't necessarily agree that they understand how they feel. Like, I, I guess they must understand well, how they feel in order to manipulate them. But like, well, the way I'm saying, the way the political winds are blowing, 
they understand that. And if you want to win elections, you have to understand that kind of thing, you know. And and I think that that's the way things are turning now. And we're seeing more okay, Republicans. So like Mike, let me let me present you with this, like fiat, real quick. And you might disagree, but like an enormous amount of blue collar jobs in the United States are unionized, right? Uh, electricians, yeah. police officers, plumbers, welders, like like an enormous number of blue collar jobs in the United States are unionized, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and that's, it's kind of bizarre when you think about it. <laughs> you know, like yeah, like what? Morgan, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, well. The, the unions are a problem now, as we know, it's just with the teachers union. It's not about it's not about really what's best for the average worker anymore. It's what's best for the union honcho, the people at the top. That's how unions have been, you know, I guess, uh, uh, warped lately. It's not the way it used to be. It used to be, oh, these are workers' rights. Norm, remember, remember the movie Norma Ray? That was the, that's the old union where it's workers' rights. You know, protecting the workers from the evil management who want everything and want the workers to have nothing. That's not what the unions are about anymore. The unions are about now a big mouths like Randy, Randy Weingarten having political influence. That's all. That's what they're about now. That's that's the problem. That's no, the problem. You're, you're right. But like like there 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 exists this like um, almost like common evolutionary ancestor mm-hmm. of unionization that's yeah. present there still, you know, like. Yeah. Like, like at the base of this sort of unionization exists the idea that you should be able to afford a house, a car, a family, mm-hmm. you know, healthcare, mm-hmm. retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like these are like ideas that are sort of core to the working people that had been present in blue collar jobs for a long, long time. Well, and some unions do more for their workers than others. I mean, some unions do really well for their for their body. I mean. I worked in, uh, uh, you know, the one union I belonged to was the, uh, it was in radio, working in radio, and I was a part of that union, the broadcast union there, and they were really good because they made sure we got a minimum wage, which was really good, and uh, they made sure that we get extra pay, every possible opportunity, and if you worked overtime, you worked double time, and if you did special things, if you, you know, I, I was in radio, and our union was so strong that it started to get weaker, but if you go back 20, 30 years, the union, the broadcasting union was really strong. I mean, if you were an engineer and you got a broadcasting uh, union job in the 70s and 80s, it was really good. I mean, you were kind of set for life. They could never fire you. You could never be fired. You know, so, and, and those unions are good. And there are unions, there are people I know who are in unions, and unions really help them make a living wage, not 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 be taken advantage of. And then there are some unions that are just very weak, you know, and and don't do much uh, well, no, for their members what, at all. I guess, I guess what I what I am constantly confused about is that like, you know, when it, when a candidate like Bernie comes around, right, and 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 he's campaigning on on things like you know reducing your health care debt and increasing your wage and increasing your pension, right? Like, I guess I'm just confused about the cognitive dissonance that exists between what blue-collar jobs have already been used to from unions, which is the same thing that something like Bernie is supporting, but something that has faded, you know, from those sorts of uh, offerings in the past two decades, right? 
And, and I guess I'm just confused, like, like it used to be that, that blue-collar jobs were kind of the strongest proletariat jobs around, right? And, like, if I'm looking for an opportunity as a leftist, which I, which I am, right, to coordinate with people on the right, the opportunity of reduction of medical medical debt. Sorry, Ooh, got a burp. Increase of pay, um, increase of pension pay. These are not things that that I would anticipate there being that much of of a fight over. What you're saying is basically. There's more that unites us than divides us, right? Especially as working people. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. But yeah. there's so much smoke and mirrors, man, that that message gets lost. There's so many distractions, right? There's so many smoke screens. And they do it on purpose. We've talked about, I've had many callers talk about this. Of on course the show. they do. They do it on purpose because they don't want your message getting out there. <laughs> they don't. But it's they, an don't, old they don't want message, people to wake man. up and it's say it's an old message. Like yeah. like guys who worked in fucking coal mines and who were cool with getting fucking lung cancer after 30 years were fine with it because because they had good health care and they could afford yeah. a house and they could buy cars and their family was all right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like like those people were cool with that shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. As long as they were supported by their government. Hey Morgan, where are you calling from? Uh, Tennessee. Oh, you have birds? Yeah, I do. Oh, you said like I thought you were coming from somewhere tropical. I thought you were calling no. from the no, Caribbean or something. No, no, there's like uh, So you're you're in Tennessee. So you're in uh Tennessee. It's a, I've noticed that a lot of people are moving to Nashville. It's a big location now to move to. So I just moved from Austin. I'm I'm not a Tennessee native, but like I moved from Austin because um I work for Apple and Apple of uh, let us work remotely and Austin was too expensive. So I moved elsewhere. Well, Austin got expensive, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was paying $1,300 for a one bedroom. <laughs> Do you know what I pay? You don't want to know what I, what I'm going to mention. I live in San Francisco, so we're not going to mention. Oh, uh, San Francisco is probably 2,400 for a one bedroom. Oh no. You go up, man. Higher, higher. Up, the up from 2,400? Right. No. Higher. You're fucking with me. 36? Yeah, most bedrooms here are about three thousand. No shit, one bedroom, three thousand, yeah, three thousand, thirty-five hundred. That's yeah. preposterous, man. No kidding, and for no quality of life to live in a shithole, of course. So well, I know a lot. Why of I moved away from Austin? It's because people like you were moving to Austin, <laughs> pay twelve hundred instead of three thousand. So people well, like me now, moved away from Austin to pay six hundred instead of twelve thousand. <laughs> you know. Now we're moving. Now we're moving to Nashville. Now we're moving to Nashville. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so watch out. Well and, it, well, and this is, this is, I mean, like, like we're joking about it. We're, la we're laughing about it. Right. But this is, this is a real depiction of inflation in housing costs across the working class. You know, you know, like it's not a joke. Like, no, it's not a joke. No, it's not, you know, so uh, Morgan, I got to let you go. Cause I'm going to wrap the show up, but thanks for the call. Call, get call again. Understood. You. Yeah. Have a good night, yeah. man. Uh, you too. You too. That's good. Wow. This show went, I was going to end the show 45 minutes ago. That was a good call, Morgan. Thanks. And yes, there is more. I mean, this sounds 
like we're sitting by a fire, mar- you know, roasting marshmallows, kumbaya. There is more that unites humanity than divides humanity. But, boy, there's so much noise out there now that gets in the way of that. There's tons of noise. And, yeah, one can be can say they do it on purpose. Or is this just part of life and part of the universe? These things happen, you know. But anyway, anyway, we'll talk more about this. I want to remind everyone the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. So I'll see you back here again tomorrow night. But until then, this is Mike Achopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.